Underground. Well, here we are. Here we are. Hey. I'm John. I'm Steve. I'm Ronald. <laughs> Think about it for a second. <laughs> should I be Ronald or should I be Ron? Yeah. Ronald, what goes into your... If you decide to be Ron, for mm-hmm. instance, what what's going through your mind when you think to yourself, tonight I'm Ron? This is like this is like Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, there's Ron and Ronald. Ronald, Ronald is Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Ron is like the... I am the terror that flaps in the night. I feel like flaps that's, in the night. I'm not sure if that's what he that's, says. That's from goddamn Dark Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck, oh. Dark, which is a great. Or character. was that from Duckman? No, that's Darkwing. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Anyway, oh, right. I, right. I, I love right. it. You're right. Uh, cartoon. Yeah. That's what was difference. Darkwing Duck's alter identity? Uh, just a regular duck person. I know, but did he have a name? <laughs> uh, cannot remember like that name. Benjamin Quack- Drake Mallington or something. What? Drake Mallard. Yeah. Drake Mallard. I knew it was something like that. But he was just a duck. He was like a, a bumbling duck, idiot. A duck like, thing. So <laughs> what Toronto yeah. calls it. An upright duck. He's just more upright than a regular duck, you know. People like, seem to revere ducktails. I don't hear as much love for, for Darkwing Duck. That's because, this, man, this is, this is something that we talked about a lot pretty recently at my circle of friends, like comic friends, just how soulful a lot of those theme songs were. Oh, the yeah. DuckTales theme song was too, almost too soulful. I don't know about soulful. <laughs> what? Listen to the man like that. It's, but it's all like, ooh. It's like so catchy ooh. and peppy. I don't think it's soulful. It's more like. Disney songs and Disney themes in general sounded like they had, like, they, they're basically like an offshoot of Motown records. Like Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I know what you're saying in terms of maybe like the, the percussion or something. But I feel like that's soulful to me. Like, I feel like dark, the, the DuckTales theme is far too peppy to Gummy be Gummy Bears is also very soulful. Soulful. You're really going yeah. soulful. Gummy he's, he's He's static on the soulful. Yes. Oh, so, he's man. sticking hard on it. I think yeah. that if we were to further discuss this, it would just be a matter of semantics where we disagree about what the word soulful means. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that like when you're that enthusiastic... Mm. You're like well, whoever's stomping upstairs right <laughs> yeah. now, um, which by what it it always sucks when we want to make a comment about the noise upstairs because it never actually really yeah it doesn't up on air. Yeah. So like, these guys just, are crazy. Yeah, right. They're hearing things. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretending that they know somebody. Um, <laughs> but to me, yeah, soulful can't be that peppy. Can't be that enthusiastic. Soulful, really? soulful has to be wounded, man. There's got to be some pain in I think, soul. I think that. Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? It also. I, I understand. Think, I understand. Was Billy Ocean? I think he's Billy said, Ocean was so less. I think he's <laughs> gonna be a good episode. Here yeah. comes. I like Billy Ocean. Uh, I don't I actually don't dislike him, but I feel like that was super polished. No, when I think eighties pop, I don't always it? think so. Would you consider Amy Winehouse a soulful sing soul singer? I would consider her to be a soulful singer. Yeah, she right. had pipes. You know. Well, that, there's, there's there's extremes to me. There's yeah. like the like, that's a missed opportunity. If only she could have re-sang the Ducktales theme. Man, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would your brain have done, Ronald? Explode. Probably explode. Did you see that? All right, there's a clip from D D twenty three, the Disney conference. Imagine, yeah. Did you see uh, Tevin Campbell sing the the Goof Troop movie? No. Thing? 
Yes. But I want to. Please do. Tevin Campbell. Tevin wow. Campbell. I thought he was. like middle school. I thought he passed away. I thought he was dead. He found a way to survive. <laughs> yes. Something has survived. Yes, yeah, strange. It's strange watching them singing and they have like these like really too old to be dancing in this. I'm not going to lie to you. One of my favorite renditions of Oh Holy Night is Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. That kid could sing. Yeah, that's Eric Cartman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a close race. Yeah, I'm giving Tevin the edge just now because he's, you know, the top of conversation. See, what's funny is that for you guys, Goof Troop and Tevin Campbell are cultural touchstones. Yeah, but I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm feeling like the way that like my grandfather must have felt. <laughs> no, like, that's more. I'm just he, no, but I'm just saying that like that means nothing to me. Like right, I don't right. know. I, I can't conjure up the right, Goof right. Troop uh, theme song. And Tevin Campbell to me was a child right. when I was wow. not listening to that type of music. You Man. know what I mean? And the, so it's like. To think that he was ever more were, than just a little... Wasn't he really young when he got started? Yeah, like, but the weirdest he, Wasn't that his whole thing almost, that he was he like... Was, yeah, he's young. He's the like, weirdest yeah. part was like, the worst thing about him was that he he said that he was gay at one point. Like, yeah. that was the worst thing he'd ever done. And people acted like that was the worst thing. Yeah. Now, he came out at the wrong time. I know he's like looking at like modern music just like, what the fuck? I could have been killing. All I could have said was I was gay right when I started and been fine. Don't you think coming out is one of those things that... You sort of, whether you know it or not, you're like cashing in whatever your cultural yeah. capital is. And so you get to find out how much people care. Yeah. Right. Like the kid from uh, Who's the Boss came out years after the show. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone gave a shit. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. Danny Panare or Panaro yeah. or something. That's a revolution. And I'm not saying that to be right shitty. Now, I mean, it's like, it takes courage. It's just, yeah. it's funny to see like you either get People magazine or you get like Rolling Stone or you get like uh, uh, Time or you get. Um, the Inquirer or yeah. something like that and whoever gets the more tabloid or write on magazine yeah well that's true too yeah <laughs> that's it um, how, how have you guys been I've been doing pretty well but it's, it is crazy it has been a while since we've uh, sat down yeah it's, it's things are this year is going fast as fuck I mean I feel like we're summer's pretty much over yeah summer's over and everyone in the room has lost weight but me and I'm sitting here thinking what the fuck has happened <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you look leaner. You got, you got you, you, you know, they, lost some weight. I mean, you it, have less hair. <laughs> Your beard is a little. It's lack of sleep. Um, <laughs> last night because we spent the night in I an saw, emergency I room. I saw your yeah. story. Yeah, yes. that's a, yes. My wife that's uh, brutal. Coming down those very okay. stairs over there, she rolled her foot like coming. Oh, she like my. thought she kind of missed a step right, right. and rolled her foot on the last step and did that. Ah, ah, you know, like yeah. and then within seconds, her ankle was like she purple and like. It felt squishy and oh. it was like. Were you poking it? Of course, I had to poke. Yeah, of course, it. of course, she, I had to poke did that she shit. Break it or, <laughs> is it fractured? What's going it, on? There was no fracture. Oh wow! A bad sprain can be. Yeah, yeah, pretty that's bad. bad yeah, but yeah. she, they seem to think that once the swelling goes down, she can get back to moving on it. She wow. should be fine. So. Well, that's good. But still, it's uh, it's just you know, it, that's a great way to spend a night. Anybody go to a go to a a, a medium sized city's emergency room in a, in a on a summer night. Oh god! And it's it, we were th- we were yeah. there for five hours before we got scene i mean you know they, they x-rayed her and stuff but it was uh, anything like that where you're just like it's you and everybody else and no one was hoping to be there and some people you can tell were like got up out of bed some people had to like go get their mom or their dad and bring them there and some people are there with their kids some people are there with their spouse it's just yeah. no one wants to be there Definitely. and everybody's like looking up when they come out and when their name's not called they go down you know yeah. and after we've been waiting about an hour i went up to the desk and i said we were just wondering where we were on the list you know and she said well people have been waiting about five hours uh, and you've been here for one hour so <laughs> and i was just like oh people st- are nice start yeah. rethinking those plans of when we get home in a minute you right. know so anyway that was no no way to spend a night but I, you got to have one of those experiences uh, from time to time yeah interesting 
It was great to see that my son is still small enough to like curl up on a seat and sleep, really? which is kind of infuriating to you that the, the notion that the one person, like the person who's going to have the easiest time recovering from like a shitty night and like oh, their joints are going to be fine, you know, he's the one who's sleeping like a baby and we're sitting there, you know, when you're sitting in a chair and That's you're sleeping and you go through this, these moments of like dozing off and waking back up and you keep trying different theories as to how you might get comfortable in yeah. that, that narrow chair. And so you're like. You shift this. your butt cheek yeah, over yeah. One, a little turn bit. around. Yeah. 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 I don't mean to complain. It's life affirming to have, uh, you know, uh, not be dying yeah. be in that environment and just, just have a, a little bit of a bruised ankle. The crazy thing is like being in there with people, they, they seem seemingly like unhurt and you're wondering why they're there. And yeah. then one time I was there and a guy got, came in with a gunshot wound, oh. like walked in. And it was like bleeding like crazy, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's a real emergency." Like I was hurt, right? But that's a that's a bring that person in. Like, well, don't... it's funny. This one guy came in, and he was like holding his side and going, "Ah," and you know, and I don't mean I'm gonna make fun, <laughs> but like he kept they, they. I don't think it was anything directly life threatening because right. they saw him, and then they had him sitting in a wheelchair, and then they came and they saw him, and they put him back in the chair, and after a while, he was just sitting there, and so he was sitting there with everyone else who had been sitting there for hours, and just occasionally he would go. And after a while, oh. I wanted to be like, man up. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with the guy. But I was theorizing it's something that I've had, and I, I handled better. You I was like, is that like it. kidney stones? Because when I had kidney stones, I didn't sound like that. <laughs> is that what he got? Like, And then I was looking where he's holding some ice, and I was thinking maybe it was something, maybe it was a hernia, and I started to feel yeah, bad yeah. for him again. But still, just every now and then, hey! <laughs> I was thinking his, his wife had to be thinking, you know, <laughs> man up. like reassessing, up, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> These are just noises that you hope no one ever hears you make. Yes. Like, you know. <laughs> like and needing help <laughs> in that moment. Oh, Ronald. You know. Anyway, poor guy. Oh, oh the humanity. God. The humanity. So uh, this episode's about stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Catching episode one forty one. Yep. We're gonna Back do a little bit you. of a summer. Some a recap, talk about some movies that we've seen towards the end of this season mm-hmm. since we last met, and then we're going to jump into the uh, always exciting summer, I mean fall preview. Yes. So exciting, I confused it with a summer preview right. <laughs> that just passed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what have you guys seen since we got together last that would still fit under this? Uh, straight out of Compton, a crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Ice Cube, okay. Would you like it? Uh, whew. It's, it's, uh, you it's see up there. I have not. Music biopics in general. Yeah. Leave me kind of cold, and I realized that the reason this one seemed interesting is, is because it's about a rap group. Yeah, and I think that's huge. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but I, I don't. I didn't want perfection because this was a messy, terrible, Time. weird yeah. story. Yeah. Um, End story. Sorry. And I think the cool part about it is, I mean, here's the here's the problem with the movie, and you, and if you go see it or see it at some point on demand or something, the first half of it is perfect, really perfect in the way that like. It's a coming-of-age story. These kids are getting together. And whether you align with rap music or not, seeing people come together in the way that they have and understanding who they become later and how they influence culture and business and everything, and everything that we pretty much know is is super interesting. Mm -hmm. That part is really good. The second half, the the original cut of the movie is supposedly three and a half hours. This is two and a half hours. An hour chopped off of it, and the, and it shows. It's very apparent that they focused on a couple of things and just kind of went with it. 
it's a little dicey towards the end. A little, the editing's a little weird. Like they could have fleshed out some parts that they left out. And I was telling you, they kind of refer to it as like, you know, the rap Avengers, because you do see almost everybody that you kind of know and love. These characters, you you see Tupac for a second. You see Suge Knight. You see Ice Cube. You see the miscellaneous rappers sure. that he bumped into while he was kind of coming up. So that's really interesting, but. Um, no, it's not perfect at all, but it it is a contender, and it's really nice to see um, something because there's a lot of mediocre biopics made about a lot of mediocre people, and these are not mediocre people, and it's nice to see a nice fleshed out movie about them. So I thought it was really good. I mean, you know, there were some parts that really made me uncomfortable, like the idea that it's very Ice Cube. And Dr. Dre centric, even yeah. though like, uh, you know, Easy E had a big role, in yeah. in the whole thing, and he he's in it and really good, but it's very Dr. Dre and Ice Cube centric. Like it's it well, I not... guess it helps that they're producing it. Yes, and Cube Vision is all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, isn't what that I mean? like, and, his, and his son is playing him. Yeah. You're always gonna miss some things, or you're gonna leave some things out. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard that there were a lot of con- kind of controversial things that were not in the film. Yeah, that have since been. I think F. Gary Gray has said. Um, that that they did have those in there at a t- at one time or another, but they were cut out for different right. story reasons. But I think the big one that's been making the news, if you've been following it, is the uh, the the assault of D Barnes. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Dr. Dre was guilty of, and everyone knows he did it. And she's gone on record, and you know she's spoken about it, and she's even spoken about its omission from the film. Yeah. That kind of thing kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But all these biopics have some scene like that that they skirt or that they leave out or that they. They just walk around it tiptoe to in order to help kind of stay on the story that they're trying to tell. And who knows, maybe if it weren't being produced by the guy, that story might have made it in. But I don't think he's living in denial of that of that fact. It just is one of those odd things. I didn't know if that felt like it was missing from the film. Those sorts of like those aspects of the of the personalities involved. So here's what's weirder: Um, the Jimi Hendrix movie that Andre Three Thousand did. um, There's a scene where he beats a woman with a phone. Mm Top five, one of the most uncomfortable scenes to watch, but it also creates a better picture of who he was as a person. Like it, you know, sure he was gentle and nice, but he also beat a person with a phone in a public place, mm-hmm. and that that creates some dimensions to a person. You know what I mean? Like you aren't this like happy-go-lucky kid that kind of stumbled upon this magical Jewish man that gave you this life. Like you had some flaws to you. And I needed to see that a little more. Like, did, did that all happen? I mean, I'm not super familiar. I know the story that we're talking about, but did that happen after they kind of blew up? Right right around the peak of it. Like, okay. right as they started to blow up. Two things that happened that they left out. That and the fact... Okay, so Suge Knight and Dr. Dre have the same kid's mother uh-huh. that was signed to Death Row Records. Also beat her, too. Not to be did. Uh, yeah, and and Suge did. It's, it's like it's like, like I guess the only thing I can think of, and not being super familiar with the story, but definitely being aware of the group growing up. Yeah, it's like something like that to hear that it was in there at some point, but maybe got removed for story reasons. I don't know that I personally like. I, I obviously you like you. I know what it happened. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know that I really would ever hold that against the movie for not having it, only because like the movie is about. Like the group, yeah, absolutely. and I mean, I know that they personify the members of the group throughout yeah. different parts of the movie, but I'm I haven't seen it yet. I'm curious to see 
you know, if if the story itself is heavy on them individually or heavy on them as a group. Heavy on them individually. Okay, well, then that, then like, I think it'd then, be a problem. Which is really weird. Like it, then, then I'd say it's, that's where I see the problem would be. But you don't get to have the access heck. and the participation yeah. and everything that this film has if you're doing a an unflinching, potentially smear job type portrait. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's a weird, it's yeah. a weird, I mean, I just wonder, are we, are we trading... We come up to this question every so often, that question of like the artist versus the art they make. With all that being said, it's a huge hit. I mean, obviously this movie gratified the, the studio's hopes for, for, for what they might get with it. What do you think this means? Do you think we're going to see more, more of this type of film? Do you think there's more stories to be told um, in those nooks and crannies that this movie only I, hints at? I hear that... I'm, I know John Singleton wanted to do a Tupac movie, and I know that he was working pretty closely with the Tupac estate a Shakur state or whatever, but mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, I, I don't know why this thing is happening again where like blackness is cool again. Like, and it, it's had like this, this like empire mm -hmm. thing. And they're like green lighting a bunch of shows. With, you know, it's like a weird wave that's happening right now. So uh, if some good things come out of it, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's probably going to be a bunch of shit that comes out of it too. I just feel like that's another symptom of our times. That's another generational shift. Yeah. That it's and I, I mean I think it's a given that there's more stories. It seems like all those hip hop guys have some kind of crazy story. So. Yeah, I, I I would look. I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff. Um, I would love for the Tupac story to be told. I mean, the reality is that some of these stories that are real are better than any like than most movies that they put yeah. out that are quote unquote original movies. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so. Whether it's hip hop or if it's rock and roll or it's classic, yeah. like, I mean, there's so many rock bands. Like, if you ever got like a real biopic about them, I'm sure mm -hmm. it would be like a super Amazing. interesting movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I was reading an article like when the week before Straight Outta Compton came out, and I was like, what what movie will this movie allow? Like, which band or which artist? Right. You know, and one of them that was really intriguing to me, whether you like them or not, was Guns N' Roses, mm. because like they're the kind of storied band that's like the ultimate glam rock hair metal rock band yeah like one of the last like what some people call like real american rock bands and uh i can only imagine what that story is i mean like and it's, there's it's the like, stuff that you can make you couldn't make it up crazy you know? personalities and yeah and weird dramas yeah. and like canceling shows yeah. because axel doesn't want to come out or what i mean there was a lot of drama around that band for yeah. sure and it's just like and i mean i know that you know there's a lot more social message and like probably cultural relevance to a, a story like, you know, a story about NWA, but because there was a, a big cultural thing happening at that time, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not the same thing. But I think that what's intriguing to me, like I said before, like a band that I was an artist, a group that I was very familiar with growing up, not that I'm a huge fan of hip hop in general, but you could not be aware of them. You know, if you were our age growing up, you know what I mean. Yeah. No matter where you were in music, they were well, they were known, and you were aware of it. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting to be able to hear more about that. It's when that's what's intriguing to me, yeah. as somebody who's not really in tune to those people individually as artists or as that group. It's like a good story is a good story, or or not good, but an intriguing story. Yeah. And like you know, it's just I think it, I think it touches on a lot of different metrics you know when you talk about let's make this movie because of these metrics mm -hmm. like a story like that hits on so many of those metrics or demos and everything like that it just makes so much sense and like yeah. it's a huge win for they might, know, e they might even call them quadrants or something whatever yeah you know yeah, what i mean some, there's some cool term that some <laughs> right. marketing person uses but yeah it's just really it's really it, it's really great also just to see that a movie like that did so well 
you know, in the summer, you know, yeah. it's not like the last week of August, you know, it came out second week, you know what I mean? So, and it dominated. So it's it had just, a really it's good, good to see that the, the promotional campaign, yeah. the like straight out of thing mm-hmm. that everybody's been doing. Oh, the social that's media been, thing. It's been like yeah. spreading and that's it's been smart. helping it. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I think there's probably going to be more to say uh, about this trend as we see if it happens again and again. But I just think that sort of, it's, I mean, it's happened, it happens with almost any kind of movement culturally that becomes the mainstream, you know, like it happened yeah. with rock yeah, and now it's happening with, with rap where it's now, like I said, it's the backbone of, of blockbusters now instead of something where, I mean, we still, you still have your, your old folks shaking their fists saying that's not music, but that, 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 that group's getting a lot smaller and a lot yeah. quieter than they used to be. I, I want there to be a day where like, I can go to the theater and say, oh, there's a movie with Kevin Hart that looks that actually looks funny. I want to see this movie and I'll just go. Or my friend that has no connection to like hip hop or anything will see a movie with like Ice Cube and say, hey, I want to see Ice Cube in this movie. A lot of people don't even know they use a rapper, man. Mm. Which is really weird too. So that, I don't know. I I like the idea of just going to see a movie because it looks good. And that that seems to be the case with this. I mean, because the, the hip hop you know community i mean whatever the 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 the, like core followers aren't buying albums Mm -hmm. so that it it has to be more than just you know people aren't really buying media like that so it must be a combination of people that love hip-hop people that are just curious about good movies and then everybody in between it has to be yeah it's also like there's like so many things that just went so well for that movie yeah in terms of timing and social timing box office timing Dr. Dre just released a rap album in the first in like 15 years. It's like a bunch of weird stuff that's making it. The Apple stuff that's happening with Dre, it's like kind of weird how it came together. Well, I mean, those guys are huge stars now, too. Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. I mean, those, as far as being household names and recognizable and kind of legends in their own time, I mean, yeah. I mean, Ice Cube has to occasionally remind people that he doesn't just do kind of dopey (laughs) comedies or whatever. But I think that like something like this is probably, he's at a point in his career where. You know, it it probably was exciting to see that story be told. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a, a labor of love for those guys. And it does kind of, yeah. I mean, you can always look at that as not just a coincidence, but that Dre has a new album out around the same time. It's yeah. just kind of like it's kind of falling into place, I guess. Yeah, right. not well, a coincidence at all. Not yeah. a coincidence. <laughs> at all. You don't think so? <laughs> no. no. Uh, so quickly, did you happen to read Ava DuVernay's uh, like Twitter? No. Feed. She like wrote sort of a not like a live tweet, but like she came out of that and just went on like a speech sort of. I mean, basically just her reaction to the film. She was just really buzzing from it, yeah. and it was really interesting. She addressed some of the things that that we talked about. I would say if you look for Ava DuVernay's Twitter, okay. straight yeah, out of Compton, Compton something. Yeah. There's probably several articles that have aggregated all the posts that she wrote. But I thought it was really interesting to hear what a uh, you know because she, she has a hip hop background as well. People mm-hmm. don't talk much about that, yeah. but um. I thought it was interesting to hear what she had to say because she was there and she addressed some of those those. You she's know. from Compton too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, she said this was. That's she, what she, was she said it was saying, real. Yeah, she was that, like, people want to know if this was real. It was real, you know. Like she saw what she saw on the screen was was reality to her. Wow. So, and she meant that in the good and the negative sense that you know the way women were treated and that kind of stuff. She talks about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The other thing, just before we leave this subject, is um, on CNN. I guess it was on CNN. Did you see the headline? That was like the most racist thing ever. That no. was like um, uh uh. Straight out of Compton gets long lines, comma, no violence. <laughs> 
And it was like the banner ad that was, I mean, the banner text at the bottom yeah. of the screen, like while they did a couple different stories. I saw several different screen grabs that had it on it that had different stuff in the background. So they must have run it throughout the afternoon. Jeez. But what was funny is people posting alternate things. Like, um, I was kind of happy with mine. Uh, uh, Avengers film gets long lines, no public masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you guys see? Um, just to rattle off a couple, I saw <clears throat> Southpaw. Really liked it. Me too. A lot. It's not contending though. No, I mean it's not. Yeah, it's not gonna. Nothing. Gonna, nothing's gonna happen with it. <laughs> no. but. Which we're mentioning because we spoke before about Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and whether this was his year, and it's not gonna be his year. Yet again, not his year. Yeah. But um, keep at it, Jake. You're doing a great job. <laughs> But I, I thought the movie was really good. And I was, I mean, there's definitely some f- issues with the movie, but I mean, overall, I was engaged the entire time, and mm. I and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, I also saw Mission Impossible. Ghost. Did you like it? No. What is this one called? Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. I loved it actually. Super fun. Yeah, what the fun. hell, man? They, they, I, how did they just? I mean, how did they go from like, I guess Mission Impossible two, mm-hmm. to just continually improving these films like? I just feel like it's a weird it's a weird thing for me because like Tom Cruise had like one of my favorite movies last year and it's a film that's on you know in some ways better than this movie but it's not the property of this film but the you know it's like he's putting out good movies you know but this yeah. property is what just blows up. I mean this is like the one it's going to it's going to end up being one of the more successful Mission Impossible films at the end yeah. of the day. How uh, is it that at movie 5 Right, that's what I mean. They're doing yeah. that, which is sort of the Fast and the Furious. Absolutely. Even though I haven't seen those films, I know that the fifth movie was when a lot of people were like, "Okay, it, I'm in." It turned, yeah. You know, and I feel like for me that was uh, that was Ghost Protocol. When oh, I went totally. when I went to go see Ghost Protocol because I wanted to see Tom Cruise climb up a building, yeah. I was like, "Okay, that looks fun," and I just was into it. I just am ready to, you know. I mean, we've talked about it. I like Tom Cruise. I like I like his cockiness. I, I like what a weird energy he has. Yeah. I like the fact that these movies seem engineered, and this new Mission Impossible film engineered even more to play off the comic aspect of just what a go-go what a machine his character is like the first moment he appears in the movie i laughed out loud i don't know if i was supposed to but i think it was played as a joke because all these operatives are in the field and this plane has taken off and you've got luther uh, diddling around (laughs) with some electronics and you've got benji out in the like in camouflage with scoping and then just as though he's beamed in from a james bond movie here comes tom cruise like wearing a suit just running across the field he's like i'm gonna get that plane (laughs) and i laughed out loud because i was like that's the fun that was one of the funniest moments i've seen just because it's like this guy is so he's such a hard on for like being 110 percent that he's like all right i don't see anyone else running to try to catch that plane so i'm gonna do that you yeah. know and i think a lot of that is tom cruise's personality that comes yeah. through and we know oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we know we have problems with whatever he knows or doesn't know about the human rights violations involved in scientology <laughs> you know like we, we have we have yeah. issues with this guy and it does seem like it doesn't stick to him but then you see him in something like this and you just go well if you if you like what he does there's nobody else doing that that kind of thing that, that, not, that's yeah. like what i wanted to ask you like i was like thinking about i know we talk about this all the time like the true box office stars yeah and for any any level of criticism that you you throw on him or you know why didn't edge of tomorrow do well if he's the star yeah. that he is who else is opening movies like that yeah nobody i mean i mean vin diesel maybe but oh, i don't know yeah, that it's yeah, vin yeah. diesel opening that movie as opposed to just like the property right but i mean like i don't know just something about I, think, I don't know, man. I think something's happening. All right, so a couple things. I feel like if uh, he would just fucking leave Scientology, yeah. like he would be the star of all stars yeah, and would. forevermore <laughs> be the not, star. He's not. Really I know, but what if? But what if, what what if? if he might maybe? 
But I've been, think, re- I've been reading things about you know yeah. Katie and the baby and like you know he couldn't see her. For, I, I, I've yeah. been reading things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like so I'm I'm getting my National Enquirer fix. I'm hoping yeah. that some of it's true one day. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> um, what's really cool about him in general is like he plays these like really cool, almost perfect characters. But that's what's so cool about that. That kind of almost perfect now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's he's older and realizes that they have to have some flaws. They have to fall on things and hurt his ribs or he it's something really funny about seeing somebody that's so gung-ho about getting to a place and hurting himself in the process getting up and still picking themselves up like that scene where he almost died in the water and he didn't really remember that yeah and then he he was like kind of like almost drunk almost Mm -hmm. yeah when he was walking yeah i I love that and the the whole car chase he's like he's out of it he's like never would have happened to tom cruise 10 years you're right there's something that he's doing where he's like like, Just like Edge, um, of Tomorrow, Edge of Tomorrow, he wouldn't have been like a like a like a coward yeah. at the beginning it's ten years ago. That's true. He realizes that there's, there's something about seeing somebody grow in a role and seeing them <clears> become <throat> having a flaw to them that right. he didn't really have before. That was a that was a time well, yeah. I was seeing him perfect. He was well, perfect. If you think about life. this movie a lot, like he fails a lot in this movie. He fails a lot, and it and, and or only only accomplishes what he's supposed to because of the complete help of his. Group. Yes, yeah, you know which, I mean? which is great that it's an yeah, ensemble. It's cool. It's, it's a cool. team it's film. It's a good you know? thing. I, they, and I, I don't think these have really been team movies since like the first movie and the first scene suggests a team that then gets killed. Broken, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't think since then it's ever quite felt. He's always had people helping him, but this movie felt like it was as much about him needing the team. Yeah. Because Definitely. because Ilsa, you know, in that moment we're talking about he, if she wasn't there he'd be toast. Yeah. If Benji wasn't there in several situations he'd be toast. Um Simon Pegg I think is great because he plays I heard someone say that he's great in that role because Benji feels about being around Ethan Hunt the same way that Simon Pegg feels about being around Tom Cruise. And he says that you (laughs) never forget that you you feel like he never forgets like that he's in the car with Tom Cruise, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I do think that comes across. That's in that le- that's legit. That he's like a fanboy yeah. of, of Ethan oh, Hunt, definitely. It's, and it's it's I think that that's me with Tom Cruise. I mean, like, I don't understand it, and it's like I have, you know, I don't necessarily love a lot of his movies, but this late this recent era of him doing the yeah. doing the hard action flicks, doing the um doing the cool sci fi movies. I just don't think there's anyone else doing movies like that. Yeah. It's almost like, and I'm gonna say, it's almost like he's having the career. That Harrison Ford would have had if he was more into it. Totally. Yeah. If he was more interested Dude, in that making. That is so true. If he was more interested in making movies, and I know and cared <laughs> and cared because he yeah. would because he likes to do his own stunts. Yeah. And he does that same thing. Look, I was I was thinking of Indiana Jones several points in this new movie with how he, you were saying Ronald he gets hurt he stumbles back he looks dazed for a second. The, other guys are bigger than him. Yeah. He, he has to look around. He has to improvise. It reminded me a lot of the way that Indiana Jones doesn't even really know what he's getting into yeah, half the yeah. time and gets knocked around and then still makes it i think that tom cruise so there's a certain level of i guess what i'm saying is there's a certain level of almost physical comedy in his stunt yeah. work that i don't think he gets a lot of credit for yeah. that it's not maybe years ago you could have said he was so overconfident but i think now you can't look at these movies and say that he's not playing a little bit of the humor of being tom cruise you yeah. know and what's funny is i took henry to see it and i actually thought it would be fun to sit down and i was like i need to explain tom cruise to henry because he got into it and he liked it but i don't think he quite got the yeah. joke of like what's 
what's he going to do now, you know? Um, but after he saw Ghost Protocol, I could tell he got it because he said, I like the way whenever they have somebody, they're like, we need somebody to climb on the side of this building and do this crazy thing. And everyone just kind of looks at him and he's like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, he gets it because I think that's the joke of that character. And, yeah. but, and just to wrap it up, I think that you're right. I don't think that happened until the fourth one. I mean, I feel like the first Mission Impossible was, was kind of neat. I feel like the second one was kind of bad. It was bad. The third one I didn't see, but I heard it had some good stuff I on it. I like the third one. And then four, before I jumped back on, and since then, now I'm into this idea of every few years, they're going to have a movie with some cool stunts. It's going to have some great jokes in it. It's going to have some some double crosses and so forth. Um, I fully expect someone on the team that we like to die at some point, but they've they've kept this team together. I just feel like it's a fun series. It's like the American James Bond, and I'm fine with them churning one out as, as whenever I, they want I'm to. I'm on board. And I'll also fuck. kind of watching him age into it, because this is really, for a guy who's been in as many huge films as this, this is his franchise. You know, yeah, This totally. is the Tom Cruise franchise. How good was Alec Baldwin in it, man? Pretty good. His hair was strange. Amazing, Did you notice man. how his hair looked strange? Yeah. There was one scene where he and Jeremy Renner, it was like a battle yeah. of who was going <laughs> to have, going the, who's gonna have the, the biggest tidal wave bangs yeah. uh, hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. Great. And a great addition because it looks like he might be in it now. You know. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, see dude. The Man from Uncle? No. Not yet. Man. All right. So it didn't do well critically or. Box office wise, but that movie is great. Is it fun? Because it, I, after Henry enjoyed Mission Impossible so much, I thought about taking him to that yeah. because it looks fun. I, I don't you know? know what's happened to us generationally, and and I, I don't, I'm serious about this. I think from like fifty, I'm fifty and older. They tended they tended to be more on TV that had satire, like mm-hmm. satire and and like parodying this James Bond sort of character. So it was a kind of like a wink at it. Right. Yeah. It, and that those that sort of comedy existed like Dragnet and stuff like that. That stuff is like parodying that that whatever that profession is and there's something that this, profession that profession of like, being a spy. Being a spy and a <laughs> yeah. cop and you know what I mean like international that, well, no, it's and, and funny like, you say that, but but Ronald, what? it's funny. It's 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 a pertinent point to say whatever that job is because Henry's played lots of things, yeah. but he what, he didn't start playing spy until he saw Mission Impossible movies, right. and it was like what a spy is is somebody who they might be in disguise, they yeah. might have to do a mission, they might be watching something through binoculars, they might be having to fight, they might be trying not to fight, they might be trying to get the whatever the MacGuffin is. It's yeah. like he latched onto that type of character, and I was like, okay, he's done cowboys, he's done Jedi's, he's done superheroes, he's not really gone full spy yeah. before, and this is so it's like yeah, whatever that job is, it's and just now a he's guy. probably hiding in here. It's somewhere. just a job. It's just where they say he's the best we've got, you know, and it's like what, yeah. whatever that means, he's he comes in. And he can do. He's hyper competent. He's you know he's ready. You're right. There's a bunch of stuff that makes this. Per, it's purposefully kind of cheesy. Like the the accents are cheesiest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, Army Hammer clearly is not Russian, and cannot do a good Russian accent. He was supposed to be like, like a '60s '70s version of a of a Russian person. Like very. No, 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 I don't chop you enough. Like, very exaggerated <laughs> accent. I just don't understand how... People... Whatever you did was part motorcycle. Yeah, but... oh, no, 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 no. It's really that weird, though. If you listen to it during the course yeah. of the movie, it's really that weird. Henry Cavill, or... yeah. his American accent was very... Well, hello, how, how are you doing? To... And, yeah. and clearly, 
it, I, I think from, his American accent is pretty good, actually. It's really weird in this movie. Really? In this movie, purpose. I feel like I feel like he definitely hides it super well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and mean, like, in like Man of Steel <coughs> or any, really right, anything. Right. Well, he looks charming in this. I mean, like I was he's, fully he, willing to believe he's bursting that he would out be, of his suit, which yeah. is also very weird too. He looks like he's about to Hulk up. Uh-huh. But it's a Jeez. really funny movie. It's like the Bond movie. That should have been a Bond. It's like the non-Bond movie that should have been a Bond movie. It, 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 looks, has, like a, it looks like a lot of fun. The, the, I definitely want to see the it. The soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like It's like French New Wave and all this like cool stuff. And then like Nina Simone combined with that. It's just, it's a flaw. I think it's very, very good. It has some flaws, but like it's a Guy Ritchie movie. So you get the, the beautiful shots, the dialogue that's really fast, super witty. For whatever reason, I've always, I've always kind of rooted for Guy Ritchie to find some... Some some big success to kind of cap off whatever yeah. that what acclaim was he had earlier in his career. But this looked... Besides Sherlock Holmes? Well, I mean, that was big, but it was, it was also... It's it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe it was the sequel that a lot of people kind of backlashed was, the on, the, on the sequel. The second was shit. See, I don't even remember much about the second one. It was garbage. I remember being kind of really charmed good. by the first one, yeah. Yeah, the second one tried to imitate a lot of the stuff from the I first one. I actually think the second one is a tipping point for some of that... Getting getting a little sick of Robert Downey Jr.'s yes. shtick. It's like that was when it started to seem like between that and due date was that the yeah. one where he goes yeah. cross country. Oh, that like th- that was those two together felt like we've we've gone past the apex of being happy to see him in a movie, which we've seen with you know we've seen it with Will Ferrell, we've seen it with uh, Zach Galifianakis, any of those people who seem like oh here's this new person on the scene, mm. oh now they here they are again. I'm not as interested. Here they are again. Eh, yeah, kind of over that you know how are you feeling about the idea of johnny depp possibly coming back in this new movie yeah, let's talk know, about that in a little bit you know, okay. anybody, yeah, anybody yeah, talk about that in a little bit. i think we all believe in second let's chances talk about that. I think we all believe in second chances <laughs> what else about summer before we jump into uh, that shit okay can i run down some movies yeah go for it oh, man, uh, yeah, we haven't talked there's so many we haven't talked about stanford prison experiment how was that good so scary <laughs> the idea of it is fucking it make it made me nauseous um the road within have you heard about this? Um, it is Zoe Deschanel, uh, Robert Patrick, uh, Dev Dev Patel, Robert Sheehan, and they all have like mental issues, and mm. they're and they're in like a facility, hmm. and they decide to run away. Wow, I heard it's of a that. solid movie, man. It's a solid movie, kind of a coming of age movie. Yeah, uh, Dev has uh, uh, OCD. Uh, Robert Sheehan has. Uh, What's the one where you scream out? Um, Tourette's? Tourette's. He has Tourette's. And does a really good job. He's the star of the movie. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's solid. I haven't heard of that. I'll check it out. It's solid. Um, I have it on my Plex server. Oh, nice. Thank out. you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Verdon. You can't use it. <laughs> um, unfriended? Good, right? Wow. Right? It's what? good, right? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. What? I thought it was yeah. fun, man. Pretty solid. I mean, it's like... I, I, it wasn't perfect, but it's like as far as following that device, right? They did a good job oh, of, of of sticking to that idea and of making it to me believable. Just the way the communications worked and the little side conversations yeah. worked, I thought I thought it was well worked out. And the fact that it was all real forms of communication made mm-hmm. it that much more interesting. Oh, you mean it was actually Facebook yeah, and Twitter? Yeah, that, I, mean, I think I remember really, we talked about yeah. that. iMessage and yeah, yeah I, I thought it was That's solid. Cool. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think that I think that might be it. That might be it. I think that's. I um I've seen a, a couple of things. I'll just kind of run past. Yeah, I, please do. I'm I was really glad it was. It made me very happy once all the all the votes were in that no one in this room 
hated Ant-Man. <laughs> I did not hate Ant-Man. No, no, you didn't. But I'm just saying, like, I was nervous because yeah. I saw it and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, am I going to be the only person out on no. a limb saying, no, trust me, this is good. But it's no. like, it seems to me that all the things that made it seem fun and sort of special amongst this yeah. type of movie, I think audiences in general responded to it. Like, it was funny. It had, had good character stuff. And it was a move away from that giant save the world giant cg fest it was like it kept it stuck to the the yeah. characters and i think that's something that worked for iron man and in some ways worked for like guardians of the galaxy and i think marvel does well when they're when they're doing movies like that and i think that it's it's occurred to me that the only you know people have been there's this conversation about being sick of superhero movies yeah and I it's am, like and it's right. well but what you're sick of is super, superhero movies that are superhero movies it occurred to me yes. that a, the avengers is a superhero movie mm -hmm. what's its genre it's a superhero movie right. what's the genre of guardians of the galaxy it's a space opera what's the genre of winter soldier it's yeah. a sort of a political thriller yeah right. i think ant-man the fact that it had that structure of a heist film and the comedy that comes from that as its basis made it not feel like it was the same thing you've seen again true. and again even though there haven't really been that many of these movies that have been quote-unquote superhero movies but to me that's like avengers age of ultron if you don't like that maybe you don't like superhero movies all these other little movies, it's like there's Age a of chance. Weird to me. But there's a chance for like Doctor Strange <coughs> coming next year. Yeah. If it's kind of creepy, it might, maybe it's going to feel like more of a horror film. I just feel like that is smart. I like the smallness of Ant Man. I liked. I, th I like the fact that uh, Paul Rudd, like, I, it just was a really good outing. A really good use of Paul Rudd. I thought Michael Douglas was actually really best good. part. Ant Man, Michael Pena. Oh, he, he was, was amazing. So funny. I mean, obviously, Rudd's the man, but Michael Pena it has been, and sadly will probably still be, so underrated. He's so underrated. He but, such... but everyone is saying that he was the best part of that film. You know, like in his little stories oh, really? and stuff, like people, like everyone's at least raving about that aspect of it. Dude, I was dying. He like, shows he, up, man. He had all like these amazing lines, mm -hmm, and yeah. I, I've liked most movies that he's been in. But yeah, his character in that movie was. Great. And yeah. lovable and fit in Absolutely. with this kind of action. And yeah. I like that he I like that they set up this whole idea that he can throw a punch early in the film. Yeah. And then later you realize he really can throw a punch, you know? Little things like that. And also another little touch is when when the building's about to explode in the end and he goes back to get the guy that he knocked out. Yeah. That's just a little touch that yeah. they throw in. I mean, I've heard someone say that that's one of the things that Marvel does right is they the it's the heroism is uncynical, <clears throat> yeah. real heroism. Like even the ants were trying like when they were doing their messing up the servers, they were coming back to get the the ants that were yeah. <laughs> messing it up. It's like the whole leave no man behind a theory of of being a hero i liked that that aspect of only it. one gripe about that movie. oh there's there's a few gripes only yeah. one yeah only one that really bothered me to the point where i wanted to walk out mm -hmm. and i love the movie mm -hmm. the tie-in to the fucking avengers was so sloppy which tie-in the the fucking uh, I mean, which because Hawkeye. I mean, Hawk, I mean, not yeah, with Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. And like breaking into isolated. the Avengers thing. See, I liked that because it set up for me this idea of something you can only see in a comic book, which is two kind of obscure characters yeah. having a fight. I like the fact that they worked in an Ant Man Falcon fight. That just felt like something that you would never get to see yeah. otherwise, you know. But I do agree that it it does feel like if you were going to say this movie was not going to have any connection to that stuff, would it have been hurt not to have that character in it and I don't think it would have hurt it but I did like that I mean to me I was glad to see the Falcon get some more screen time so I, I liked that little the, the tie-in where it, like the tie-in to where they physically were I mm -hmm. liked all that but that it felt like he wasn't like he just showed up 
was like, hey, let's shoot the scene. And then mm-hmm. like, it didn't feel like he was tied. It didn't. Feel I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It was it was one of those. It was the. I think what you're getting at, which I, I do agree with, is that it was one of those examples of something that it whether it's wedged in whether it's entertaining or not. Yeah. It's wedged in in a way that like this movie otherwise had real clean character lines. Right. And it's like the Falcon didn't come back into play in right. any other way. So he really was just there, was just there. to be like an interlude. Now, Which, I think that shows that they're trying to say this universe is big. And in a movie, you can have one scene with one character. But I agree with you, you that it, do it, right. it feels like a studio had someone somewhere down the road said, let's let's do this. You know, so Which I, is I can why see I think that. Ava DuVernay probably backed out of. Oh, I, I believe, I she, believe probably, she did that on purpose. She perp- probably yeah. had like an amazing script idea. And they were like, that's cool. These things have to happen in this movie. Yeah, you got to find a place for this. Well, even this if has, that's not that's, true that, that, that they got that specific, you know, she could see that because that's basically oh, yeah. what she said was she just didn't see the filmmaking process yeah. agreeing. So, and some filmmakers apparently dig it. You How know? did that not happen with Guardians? How did that not? Because that, James Gunn likes the. Well, they gave him a lot of room to yeah, play, and James Gunn likes the system, like the Russo brothers, the guys who did Winter Soldier and are doing the next Captain America oh, and the next the next Avengers Captain, films. The next Captain America, if Ant. Is that man supposed to be in it? Mm-hmm. So, what was the last last stand? Right, that was the shitty X Men movie, the third mm-hmm. one that had all the characters in it. If they do this right, this could be better than Avengers in the way. Oh, I that, think it could. Yeah, in the way that these characters are thrown into this situation. Anyone that's listening that doesn't know, it's the Captain America. Uh, Civil War, which is coming yeah. out next May, is it's if you look at who's in it, it's got like most of the characters right. appear in it, but the, by all accounts, it's still very much focused on Captain America's story. So yeah. hopefully, it won't be too bloated. But I know what you're saying; like that can either it's be the be big amazing, bloated mess like... that shows they can't do these big ones well, or if it's handled well, it'll yeah. just show us that. I mean, I, you know, it might be that the Russo brothers just work really well within the structure of what Marvel. Does we'll have do. to see. Winter Soldier was good. Yeah, Winter Soldier was, was great. Very, it was a good movie, good. and it functioned as a great movie about Captain America. Absolutely. You know, which is, but the, but I'm by excited. all accounts, I, I heard you know there was some footage at D two three I think of um or D twenty three which one is it D twenty three or D three D twenty three of there was some Civil War footage that was they that showed the too. Hitler thing. I don't know, but I just remember hearing like that Hitler the footage was great. Like I read yeah. a few reports that said that it was really cool stuff, and it showed like who's fighting on whose side yeah. and everything. This so. would be the only movie that I would be really cool with just people showing up because mm-hmm. it, it that's the that's the nature of this whole war is just like people picking sides and the government and versus yeah. You know, the, Cap, it's it's based Cap. on a comic book story with Captain America and Iron Man facing off, and it sounds like the issues behind it are going to be slightly different yeah, but still similar. Them, but, yeah. but it's going to be still the idea of government supervision of superheroes or superheroes having the freedom to act on their own in this world you know so like and there's going to be some yeah. people that are on the side of one and, and some are on the side especially of the if they spill over from the avengers stuff because the, the the idea is like the damage they they want the government wants people to be accountable for the damage that they create so if they say the damage from avengers yeah that that's heroes need to be accountable and they start the civil war thing from that that's that'd be really cool well and if they pull that off don't you think years from now if you ever go back and watch age of ultron it will seem slightly less of a placeholder do you know what i mean like i'm not defending it as a movie i'm just saying i really do think it suffers for not feeling like it's the next chapter in this story that people have been watching and yet it is more time i don't know there's a lot of reasons why that movie like why i think ant-man is a better movie than avengers age of ultron has a lot to do with focusing on character and keeping it simple yeah it's 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 too much it's too avengers was too much whereas i feel like this was like a 
a, a couple days in the life of Ant-Man. Plus, it's a fun power. It's fun to see visualized the way they did the shrinking and the way they even showed, like, if you've seen drawings in the comic, they always do, like, a drawing of him at one size and then another size and another size. And in the movie, they kind of reference yeah. that with the little fading versions. Yeah. I just, you know, there were so many jokes going into this about what a lame superhero Ant-Man is. But I feel like amongst the powers we've seen, it's one of the cooler... It is. It's like, it's crazy. It's, cool, it's like yeah. if it weren't a superhero and you were just watching a, a sci-fi film about someone that could shrink themselves down and control insects, you would think, well, that's really weird and interesting. But I think it's not cool compared to, I don't know, shooting lasers out of your hand or whatever. Yeah. Right, right. But I just liked that the movie, to me, it worked in, in the sense of kind of saying, no, actually, this is kind of fun. And there's tons of fun little characters like that that are that before I would have said are way too odd to make a movie out of and I think now they've kind of cracked the case but yeah. I even th- I've also discovered that I th- maybe I'm un- in the minority but I think Evangeline Lilly is actually a pretty good actor she's okay it's like she, I think she carries she was, I mean she, was good she didn't have much to do in the Hobbit movies and she wasn't bad and in this I thought if you watch her in every scene like she's actually doing something kind of funny she's so disgusted with what's going on <laughs> and with Paul Rudd's character that like almost every little moment with her has that air that again it just felt like even though that character could have been developed a little bit better could have had more screen time I thought she had a presence yeah. and Michael Douglas had a presence that I, I would I mean I don't know if the movie was successful enough for them to do an out and out sequel to it but I do hope they pick up the the characters and the themes from this movie that the next time we see him it's not just in a giant fight with a hundred other characters yeah. it'd be cool to see more you know the family drama and stuff that was associated with that so also i liked that he's a guy who's who's trying to just try i mean he's the he's the first of those marvel characters that's like a relatable blue collar person who's not a billionaire or a god or some some crazy experiment like the movie resolves with a notion of look at this new ad hoc family that has come together it's i don't know i thought i found that to be like a warm a nice way to end it without, it. Yeah. you know, like, yeah. again, you just don't see it in this type of film too much. It's true. And then conversely, uh, to compare uh, Ant-Man with a superhero movie, that would make you say, maybe it is time to stop making superhero movies, and that would be uh, Fantastic Four. Am I the only it. person that saw you're, Fantastic no, Four? No, I want to see You're the only person. Oh, boy. Is it that bad? G- give it to yeah. us in a nutshell, John. Oh, Please man. Uh, Henry knew it was bad. That's all I need really? to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, like, literally, that's the best thing Not you could have said right weird, now. Not even to be weird, but really, I yeah. mean, because when I was a kid, I anything with, like, explosions and fire, but then... That was it? Yeah, that was the end? Wow. That was the whole, that was really the ending? And the story's about the director doing all that oh, man. nuts shit. You know, we we should just save Fantastic Four, maybe, and do a uh, You Were Warned or something. Because okay. there's a lot Done. to talk about what we're doing. Because I want to sit down There's a lot to it. talk about what went wrong with this film, and it's full of problems that would be super fun to to attack with other people that have seen it, okay. you know? Yeah. But I would just say that it's one of those movies where you're watching it and you go, oh, I guess it can be bad. Like, yeah. I didn't expect it to be great, but I thought it was going to be dull, but it's it's bad. Like, yeah. there's a... there's a Single-digit bad it's in pretty, Rotten Tomato it's Meter. Pretty, it's pretty deserving of that, you yeah. know? And if nothing else, yeah. when it gets to its climax and literally it hinges on uh, Miles Teller saying, we've got to work as a team... And then they don't really work as a team, but like a, they have to have that realization, which is the cheesiest realization to have in this mm. type of movie. We got to work as a team. Yeah, great exposition. Uh, yeah, and then to then have it that what he does is basically just say over there, like the guy who can, you know, Fantastic Four, Mister Fantastic, the guy who can stretch and and make his body into a giant hammer or a or a or a, a, a net or a parachute or whatever. It it he like stretches his arm a little bit at one point. And that's it. He does nothing with his powers. Like the powers that would be if you were going to say the same way like in Ant-Man, the way showing his powers, they came up with a really cool way to visualize what he's doing, you know. 
you would think the your first thing would be to develop a really cool way of visualizing like someone stretching and doing all that yeah. stuff. Not only does he not stretch, but like what they do show, like you saw it in the trailer, you know, that one shot where he like stretches out and kind of jumps over the thing. I mean, I might be wrong, but I feel like that was the one time in the whole film wow. Wow. where he, where you really see him do something like he does a little parkour and he helps it out by being able to stretch. It's like a legitimate flop. Like I, that movie. It's a failure tank. on many levels. And if you're a fan of the comics at all, or if you've ever seen a drawing of Dr. Doom mm. and you see what they do with that character in this film, he's just, <laughs> it's not even the casting though that's the other thing so often with these films you want to say right. oh the, it it looked bad from right, I was right. not one of those people who had no, a problem at all so with I mean I can't believe I, still to this day that people were upset about uh, Michael B. Jordan being yeah. cast whatever as a white character a white <laughs> fictional character Fox um, did this movie right? Yeah. yeah that explains it all yeah but yeah no, Fox it's like, is fucking terrible I mean I guess Deadpool looks like it's gonna be good but what's funny is that's what they threw on at the end after the movie instead yeah. of any kind of advanced clip it was just the Deadpool trailer and Henry was like well that looks fun and I was like yeah buddy I don't know about that because <laughs> yeah. it was the green band version yeah. of that trailer oh, yeah wow. Um, but uh, no, yeah. So sense. that would be yes. That's the the one sentence is that even a seven year old could tell. Yeah. Like he even said, those other Fantastic Four movies are actually better because we'd been saying that this should be better than the other ones. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't ready to answer no or yes to that question. I don't know if the Tim Story versions are actually better, but I, as far as what I know of them in terms of trying to actually depict the characters, I think the earlier, cornier Fantastic Four movies are are a more fully imagined version of the characters. Yeah. Right, but so. the, but I mean this is yeah yes let's just, check it out yeah let's check it out we'll, later there's plenty to say about this film <laughs> okay and also it kind of puts a kink in that Miles Teller oh yeah ascendancy to some extent mm. you know like I don't think reality can, check home slice I think you can blame he's any of cocky. the actors he's a little cocky yeah he is yeah. I feel like he's getting shit for being cockier than I, I feel like he there was that interview that interview, they published yeah. eh, I feel like if you read those quotes in and I think about think in the mind of a young man who's getting a lot of attention. I think there's more self-effacement in that than it sounds. Sure. But but still, it's not it's not good when the movie comes out and it's a flop, and you also have like a smear piece like that. It's because that's basically what it was. It's oh, a piece totally. saying he's a dick. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Did you read it or hear no, about it? No, no. Is it good? It, no. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of it is kind of weird. Who wrote it? Is it was well, it Vanity Fair or, oh, like, okay, or Vogue or something? It, it was like a very mainstream. Not like Entertainment Weekly kind of thing. Like it was like a fashion yeah. thing because he's all dressed up, like looking sexy with a woman like laid out across the bed. Yeah, you know, and then they kind of make him come off like a dick. It's almost like though they lured him into doing one of those profiles, and then they decided instead of writing about him like he's cool, they were going to write about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you come in and everyone, if you they 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 dress you and they take pictures of you and they ask you questions about your career and your choices and everything and 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 everyone thinks you're cool and then they write about you like you're cool then you're sort of you know you're whatever you're uh you're like a behavior it can be see like oh, look at that guy he's really in yeah. control but if they decide to write about you like you're a pompous ass then everything you do in the moment feeling cool is just makes it worse and yeah. that's the way it felt to me it was like he maybe it was misjudged on his part but they they wrote about him like he was you know like he was a villain, sort of. <laughs> like there's one thing, like the like the 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 writer makes some reference to the champagne glass being based on the shape of the female breast or something, and he said something about get asked for a pint glass and said that the shape of the glass was based on his cock or something like yeah. that, which is like a dumb joke. That's hilarious. But it's not him <laughs> sitting down and saying, "Think about my cock." It's yeah, him making yeah. maybe a you know a, he's trying to push the limits. I can see the mind that comes up with that joke, thinking it's funny, and doesn't realize that when the person puts it in the article, it's going to make you sound like a tool, you know. Yeah. But anyway, 
So I encourage you to ignore that. Eventually, see Fantastic Four the film I so will. that we can we can we can talk about it. But but it deserves yeah. It's just rare to see a film that tanks that badly. I mean, like the the knives were out. People were ready for it to be bad. The press was bad from Josh Trank and all that stuff that happened. Yeah, it's interesting to see a year or so ago when we were talking about these indie film directors that are, that are being given these these big franchises, and yeah. we talked about Colin Trevorrow and <laughs> and Josh, Josh Trank. Trank. And it's interesting that I mean, not just a slightly different version, yeah, but like extremes. one guy is now being handed Star Wars films, and the other guy is questionably able to do another film. You know, that's nuts. Not to mention he dropped off a Star Wars film. Well, that's the story, but who knows? Yeah. Well, I'm saying he's no longer attached. Yes. Let's say that. Yes. Whether he left or they kicked him out, mm. he's no longer attached, and one just kind of. And he tweeted. You probably saw that. Yeah, he yeah, tweeted. Yeah. yeah, we'll track all this in our in our when we when we zone in on You've that. Been yeah. All right. So that's kind of going to bring our summer. Wow. Ooh, wow. Wow. It's we had more to say about the summer than we thought. Yeah. Wow. So what did you guys think of the summer? I I, I have. The big takeaway is Universal is on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They basically did not have a false step this summer, I don't think. Um, in, in every quadrant, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, the big summer blockbuster, the action, they had animated hits, comedies, a lot of female-led, successful, Pitch Perfect 2, Trainwreck, you know, they made like a trillion dollars or whatever number it is this summer. Like it broke a box office record for the year and the year's not over. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that they just did whatever. They, oh, straight out of Compton? Universe, you know what I mean? They just, they just hit it out of the park. Yeah. Marketing, just their slate was incredible. The other big takeaway for me is Pixar. It was great to see, you know, Inside Out uh, kind of come out swinging hard and really being like one of the more original films they put out in a while. And... um one of, I mean, we've talked about it at length, but I mean, definitely one of my favorite Pixar films, period, oh, at this yeah. point. Especially after going back and watching it again, it's it's absolutely as good as I thought it was. And yeah. I mean, I questioned if I thought it was better than it really was, but it's not. It's better than that. Um, so I don't know. Those are like my big things I think about this summer. I'm obviously, Jurassic World is like the ridiculous monster that it was, but I'm going to just put that under the universal umbrella and just say that going into the summer, I kind of was feeling like I wasn't super stoked on it, but... Mm-hmm. I definitely came out of the summer seeing a few movies that I really, really liked mm-hmm. and movies that were not big box office things like the one I wanted to just throw some love to again was Love and Mercy. Um, so good. Weird movie to put out in the summer, but I'll give it love because I, I love that film. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of my cliff notes on, on my, my take on the summer. Yeah, I, for me, it was a mixed bag this summer. The, the big movies that... that... <clears throat> I thought we're going to be, I don't know. I don't know that I thought anything was going to be great, but there were certain things that I was really anticipating because I was very curious about them. Like I was very curious about the Avengers. I was very curious about Mad Max. I was really curious about Ant-Man. I had a sort of morbid curiosity as it got closer about Fantastic Four. I didn't see any of the smaller films this summer Mm. that I thought I was going to see. I didn't see, um, I didn't see the end of the tour yet. I didn't see Love and Mercy yet. Um, so I don't know. There's still some great things I think that I missed that I'm still gonna catch up on, cool. or at least movies that like Terminator Genesis. Oh, that's gotta be one. <laughs> it's weird that we had this summer a couple of like Mad Max to me is so full of soul and deserving of all the acclaim it gets. And then I know I'm in the minority on this, but Jurassic World to me is just not the fact that it's the number three highest grossing film of all time. I, I it just to me it it reduces the meaning of 
of being highest grossing film of all time. It seems like when I was growing up, the top 10 highest grossing films were these big movies that you had to contend with. But like, do you feel that Avatar and Titanic are the same? Well, no, I feel like it started to change. Titanic, I, no. Titanic, I'm not offended. Even though I don't really like that film that much, I'm not offended that it was the highest grossing film of all time. Do you think Jurassic World was better than Avatar? Oh boy, right? That might, That's what I'm getting at. That I mean, might be a know, debate. Just like I, you know, but I will say I don't. I don't, I don't equate that at all to like top gross. No, you're right. I, I don't. All. I have never really equated mm. it, but I did used to think, okay, I see why that film's on that list. But right. I think as you know, maybe from Avatar on, you can start looking at. Let me be a good point. Like these types of movies that are big because of what they are, and like the fact that they even Avengers. As much as I enjoyed Avengers, like when it was one of the top grossing films of all time, I was like, really? That's mm. surprising to me. You know. Um, but, um, yeah, I just don't know that Colin Trevorrow has enough, I just don't know that there's enough there, there. I thought that what was in that movie was, I think there was, there was some kind of cool stunts. There were some cool effects. I like some of the, some of the, just the sequences, the set sure. pieces, but I don't know that I felt like he, like his direction. I remember thinking the same thing as much as I enjoyed Mission Impossible that like, uh, 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 Brian, What's his name? Not, not Christopher McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie. I wanted to say Brian because I'm thinking of Brian Singer. Um, Christopher McQuarrie's uh, direction, there'd be some scenes where it was, like the action scenes really clicked, but I don't know that I felt like that movie had like this really great visual style to it. There were some scenes that were just kind of shot in a very utilitarian way, and I think that's a that's fine in action, but I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what Colin Trevorrow is capable of yeah. in another sense because obviously a lot of directors could have, could have uh, ridden that movie to the top of the charts just oh, because totally. people were more excited for dinosaurs than I think anyone expected them to oh, be. Oh man, so true. That so, movie's gonna kill on home video and oh, video yeah. on demand. It's 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 gonna look. So well, they re-released. They're re-releasing it for a week in IMAX. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they are. Well, I'd yeah. watch it. I'd go yeah. see it again. I think, I think trying it's to bump it up a little more to that. Box I might go see it when I'm at Universal Studios. Do it. I'm gonna do go it. Go to the theater at Universal at City Walk. They have a ginormous I, I saw, IMAX screen. I saw it listed. It looks, yeah. I'm thinking awesome. I'm gonna do that. It's an awesome theater. I'm gonna do that. So yeah, I think that like what I took away from this summer is, I don't know. I I really I kind of feel like Jurassic World is one of those movies that, you know, this is kind of what I said about uh, Wolf of Wall Street. The idea that like Wolf of Wall Street to me was not that good of a movie collectively like mm -hmm. overall but it's a movie that you can watch with a shit ton of people and have a lot of fun watching mm -hmm. and that's what jurassic world is and that's what counts what counts is that and i know that's what, what you allows mean. you to count the dollars yes mm -hmm. that movie Rephrase is a red that. box movie that movie is a red box movie it is that movie that you like you're you're in your sweatpants with your significant other yep. you're like what are we gonna watch oh i haven't seen jurassic world oh let's invite Kathy and her friend over. We're gonna watch that movie. It, it is that movie. Yeah. And what's cool about it see, is, I don't. I don't agree. You don't because I don't ever need to see it again. But I can. I, can, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll try to imagine a movie that I feel that way about. It, it's gonna look crispy as shit at home. Yeah. Crispy. That, yeah. It's gonna crispy. look so crispy on your TV. Yeah. So crispy. Um. But yeah, there weren't. A, there weren't a lot of super. I, I say this every year since we started this. Indie always wins. Smaller movies always win for me. And yeah. um, that was that like, like Love and Mercy, really good movie. See, I needed that um, this summer. I didn't get out to I can't see. believe you haven't seen it. Man, it is. It just blows my mind. It uh, every time I've thought I was going to get out for an evening movie, something has happened to change the plans, and it's just it gets pushed further and further back. But yeah, there have been a few like that. Maybe that'll be what pulls you onto our Plex server. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sm smaller if you movies dangle won. it in front of me there that you way. Go. Yeah, you got to see it, man. Smaller movies won. I do and respond I to peer pressure. 
Yeah. It's good. See it's good. please. Yeah. I, 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 I beg of you. So like this uh, summer was a little disappointing. I, there weren't a lot of movies that jumped out at me except for I mean Mad Max counts as a summer. I, oh definitely. Yeah. Okay, Mad Max. Um, Trainwreck. Dope. Yeah, I mean, Dope I just, was smaller though. These well, are that's like, a good example yeah, of the what movie. stands out more to you. Did you see Me and Earl the Dying Girl? Yes. Oh my God, that yeah, counts as a summer movie. Yeah, okay, so that's another one. I love that movie. Right. So I mean, another small film that you. Welcome liked a to lot. me. I, I like that. I, I mean, it wasn't it. perfect, but it was you know. Um. Yeah. So that it, it, there weren't many movies that really blew my mind. You uh, you didn't see Shaun the Sheep. How was it? Oh no, it was cute. I mean, it was exactly. But what you think it it's gonna did be really it it had it was rated really well That's i guess it, i can see why i don't know 99 percent. it doesn't yeah, quite like have the, really, it doesn't really quite well. have the craft that the wallace and gromit films do from the same studio and it's like the, just the background characters just didn't feel like it was as developed yeah. but you know that stuff's super charming but yeah. it was it was yeah i mean it was such a boilerplate kitty movie in terms of the plot like right down to the fact that the bad guy is like a pest control guy who's trying to catch the animals that are going around town. You know, I mean, it's mm. that type of film. But as far as what it is with, you know, if you, I don't know if you've seen the show. It's no. a, it's a, you know, it's a, frankly, Henry's a little, he's, we take him to so many PG-13 films, or I mm. take him to so many PG-13 films, that it blurs the line of what's really meant for him. Yeah. But Shaun the Sheep skewed a little young, maybe even for his tastes. But I think when you've got stop-motion animation, I think that's one of those kids-of-all-ages type things. If you like watching that, you'll you'll find it yeah. appealing to look at. But yeah, I don't think... I, w- I mean, I, I can't imagine recommending that film uh, to an adult. I only mentioned it as a joke because you said... You were talking about movies that blew your mind, and I was oh, thinking yeah. like, oh yeah, Shaun the Sheep, why do you see that shit? <laughs> So is that enough for summer? I think we. I think yeah, we thought. I think, I think they thought we were going to quickly run down the the summer. Yeah. I think we just dragged summer into fall. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fall preview. So we'll do what we usually always do for our previews, where we hit each month, four months. We each pick the film that we're most looking forward to that month, and then um, just kind of throw in some other honorable mentions or also rands. Yeah. Uh, at the end. Um, I'll, I'll just start off just because we kind of alluded to it a little earlier tonight. Um, my pick for September is actually, and it shocks me to say how fucking excited I am for this movie, only because I'm so done with him, is Black Mass. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp's new film, um, a biopic about Whitey Bulger, um, <laughs> real life criminal. Actually, there's a really good documentary about him on Netflix, actually, really? if you ever want to learn more about What's him. What's the name of it? I think it actually is just called Bulger. I think you might be or, right. It's either that or Whitey. It's one of the two. <laughs> it's probably Bulger. <laughs> better, better choice of title. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I've sort of liked Scott Cooper's work, um, his, the filmmaker, the director. Um, he did Crazy Heart and... Uh, or is it Crazy Crazy Heart with Jeff uh, Bridges? Do you remember that movie? I think that was called Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart. Um, from what... The, he's like a musician. I know, but I'm. Are we? That I feel like it is Crazy Heart, but for some reason it doesn't it sound weird right. yeah. saying it out loud. Whatever. But um, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I I I I'm a, I'm a relative fan of his work <laughs> overall, but honestly, man, I I live for this moment because I'm ready to be proven wrong about Johnny Depp. I remember last, well, earlier this spring, I guess it was when Mordecai came out, and like we were talking, just like being done with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
it's still sort of the same thing where he's like in this crazy ass costume, but he's a person. And he's like completely engrossed and, and like covered up by this character. Yeah. But it's kind of chilling actually how um like how I don't want to say deceptive. Like how how deceptive his he looks like him. Like Oh, okay. Like he he, he doesn't look just like him, but I mean to go from who Johnny Depp looks like yeah. to what this character looks like is really impressive and the trailers for the film are incredible they look and the music and the cast are you kidding me this cast looks could be that one of the best casts of the year if the movie proves to be incredible um i I think it's a movie that will probably get him an oscar nomination if the movie's great what month does it come out in september september yeah early uh i want to say like the 18th or something like that something around there but um yeah, I don't know. Leg- I mean, it, it just looks like a really legit Boston crime biopic about a real dude who was a badass and was like the most wanted man in, in the st- in the States, if not the world. I don't know. I guess in the States. Um, I guess probably not the world, but um, if for anything, just to maybe see Johnny Depp actually be awesome again. Hmm. Like he was at one point. Yeah, man, I, I want him to win. So I'm, I'm I don't looking know. forward to it. Black Mass, I think, looks incredible. Yeah, cool. no, I was I was thinking about that when you said that earlier. Uh, it's just like, I mean, I think we we, we do want to see him be in something good again, but I don't really know at this point like what that's going to mean in the long run. Like whether that means there will be no more Mordecai's after this, but maybe something like this having a certain modicum of success, maybe it will. I mean, if it's if it's as good as it looks, maybe this maybe he knows what we have been saying, which is that he needs to stop doing the shtick and start taking on some actual roles again. Yeah, know? I mean, and I and I I would be honest and just say I don't think it's going to change anything about what he does in terms of the roles that he seeks well, out. There's already another. Yeah, he's got Pirates the Looking Glass. He's got another Pirates film coming out. The Alice in Wonderland sequel. You know, he's got all those <sighs> movies are still going to happen, but I will take a performance like this. And it makes me feel a little bit better about swallowing that pill of shit otherwise. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, just show me that there really is, like, you still have, like, what I used to love about you many years ago. Yeah. And uh, he's always been an actor. Looking back on it, the more I thought about this pick was he's never been an actor who, well, he's always or he's never, depending how you phrase it, been just himself in a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's or like present it to himself. A, a, yeah, right. To you find know, a movie most where... Of, it, most he, of whatever he was ever been in, mainly through his association with Tim Burton, has always been like a heightened character or a figure of some sort of fiction or whatever it might be that was, you know, big and, and loud and or, or, or in some way... Yeah, like, like even in Donnie Brasco, who's doing, he's doing kind of an accent or something yeah. like that. It's rare and I, to see and I mean, that's probably the closest thing that I could think of, actually, was Donnie Brasco or Blow. Or Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, right. He was just a teenager, which <laughs> that probably is his most, yeah. you know, human role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Donnie Brasco and, and Blow, I mean, even though he's playing real life, again, real life crime characters. So maybe this will be the trilogy. Yeah. You know, like those will be the three films that I'll say like he really acted his ass off in. Mm-hmm. But I think the trailer is awesome. And, and uh, Joel Edgerton, I'm, I'm, I love to see anything that man's in. So, I, you know, yeah. he's in the film also. <laughs> so. Black Mash. Speaking of him, did you anyone see I did not. the gift yet? I'm seeing it tomorrow. I okay. want to see it. Yep, I'll let you know. It. Interesting that he, I didn't realize he had this other side. I mean, I've known him as an actor, but I didn't realize that he he directed and yeah, he wrote, wrote a film that too. came out like as, I guess he's all he's Australian or New Zealand. Mm-hmm. There, um, I think it's called The Box. Yeah, I think that's one. And then there's The Rover. The 
Yeah, I forget. Well, I saw one that he did where he was written and directed and started it like a suspense thriller. It was actually pretty good. It's either called The Box or The Square. But I don't know. It was a few years back. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm. he's definitely got his hand in that side of it too. But yeah, I plan on seeing that sometime tomorrow. But yeah, so what do you got for September? My pick for September is, I, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right, but it's Sicario? Oh, Sicario? that's my pick. Okay, well, good, because this episode's running long. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's the next from Denis Villeneuve, who I think we um, we all like at this point. Am I saying his name right? Is it Villeneuve? Yeah, yeah. Villeneuve. I look at you like you've been... Villeneuve. Sick. Yeah, Villeneuve. I, I assume D- that that's Dennis Villeneuve. This, Villeneuve. this is the, This is the great thing about this podcast, is that I can always bank on... Picking the one that I know you won't pick because uh-huh. I still want you to pick okay. the one that I wanted to pick. <laughs> so thank you for both relying on, you know, making it reliable. Well, it's actually, it works that way yeah, too. Yeah, it's great. But um, v- Denis Villeneuve, uh, is it Sicario? Sicario? I don't Sicario. know. Sicario. Sicario. But it's set in the kind of shady borderland of, of the, you know, the anti-drug cartel, CIA operatives and sh- all this just people doing secretive things to to you know that they think are necessary to keep our, our country safe and to keep drugs from getting into our country and then the sort of personalities that would be attracted to that so it just sounds just sweaty and 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 I mean it sounds like it's one of those it's like a it's like a a thriller that has like elements that are that are scary in that real world yeah, fear that if yeah. you descend into this world this is a very this is a very scary world and Emily Blunt as the lead I I mean I I'm in the bag for her pretty much anything she does at this point but after Edge of Tomorrow I was really looking forward to seeing her in something else action oriented where she would get to play that kind of badass character and this looks like she doesn't look like a, a superhuman badass but she does it just looks like a, she's going to be playing a lot of those same I mean some using some of those same skills and playing the action beats but in a in a much more gripping and and kind of real world sort of way i don't know what you've seen on it i've just seen the trailer but it looks looks su- it for looks me, super intense and, awesome. and at this point his name means something to me sure i liked his last couple of films and and her name means something to me so you know if throwing josh brolin and benicio del toro and i'm yeah. i'm there I mean, it looks like a movie that has a lot of violence, but it's like necessary violence to kind of create this world. And I'm all about that. I'm not a big fan of like shitty. I want an unflinching look at this sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to be scared out of the idea of ever becoming a drug dealer <laughs> or or ever being a cop that handles this stuff. Right. Or any of the people involved, a messenger of a messenger to a drug dealer. I want to be scared shitless. And this looks like one of those movies that'll do it. Well, from what I've read, the script was supposed to be just amazing and that it really does, according to what I've heard, go in that direction that you're saying, where it's mm. like it's really dark Mm. you know that's kind of what i was looking for that word it's like something that's just dark dark. it's like the kind of human darkness that's scarier than than a million horror films you know because it's really happening you know it's like one thing to see a scene where like a horror guy chops a person's head off but it's one thing to see something like a bag put over somebody's face and watching them flinch for like you know, or a minutes. bag put over somebody's face and they're taken off someplace, and you're like, I would not want to be that yeah. person, whoever they are. You know, wherever I'm they ended up. To it. Yeah, Sicario. And when does that come out? What's the date? On September eighteenth. Uh, cool. Steve, what about October? What looks good? I have a couple in October, but I'm gonna go with Legend. Um, only because I'm on a Tom a Tom Hardy kick and a movie that has two Tom Hardys. Yes. It's probably good, right? <laughs> I, I mean, hope. it's got to be good, right? Um, uh, Taron Edgerton is also in it from Kingsman, 
which also is a boost to me. And I've liked most things that Brian Helgeland has had any association with. Um, the director of this film, who also directed... Most recently, I think he did, did 42, the Jackie Robinson um, kind of enjoyed biopic. Um, he's done some crappy shit, too, but I don't know. Mystic River, he wrote, and that's like one of my top whatevers for whatever. <laughs> for, for, for the recent memory. Um, but I don't know, just... The, again, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm in this like groove where I'm just loving this like true crime stuff you know mm -hmm. i'm on this kick where i just want to see mobsters and violence and like Same. stuff that's real yeah and like Same. based on real people that somebody this, these dudes are you know or I, th I think they're still alive but these twins are still in prison serving a life sentence mm -hmm. that, he, that he that he plays in this film um so yeah i just i wanted i want another dose of crime so there's another good option in october so i'm going for it mm -hmm. legend yeah it looks great i mean i i, I might have picked that one too and it you know, I don't know if I consciously did what you just described, but I do think I thought, oh, surely someone will mention that because it's got Tom Hardy in it. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of one of, you know, yeah. he's one of those people. He's our that, boy. Well, uh, speaking of um, another actor that we all sort of rate highly and we're always sort of, uh, you know, dream casting in certain things, um, I am really drawn to the Idris Elba, Kerry Fukunaga, uh, what's it called? Beasts of No Nation? Yep. Uh, A, Kerry Fukunaga came off of. Um, True Detective Season 1, uh, and after True Detective Season 2, whatever you thought of that, he's looking even more like an MVP of Season 1, oh, because, uh, you know, people are a little too happy to shit on True Detective Season 2, <laughs> I think, but one of the things it definitely lacked that the first one had was that cohesive sense of a director's vision, mm. um, and I do think the look and feel of that first season of that show... Uh, I, I mean, it felt like it was remarkable. Maybe I was aware it was one director, and so that was informing the way I felt. But I really did think it was cohesive in a way that, that a TV show seldom is from episode to episode. Definitely. Even something as auteur-driven as Twin Peaks was back in the day, David Lynch uh, only directed a fraction of the episodes. You know, So this was like, it felt like a real collaboration between a writer and a director. Sure. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I was bummed to see him, and I think you were too, to see him taken off the It adaptation, yeah. which was looking like really able hands for some really kind of tricky material that could be great. So I'm interested to see whatever he does now. I do like the idea of him doing something that kind of is in that intense, you know, kind of creepy zone and i think this film looks like back to what we were just saying about sicario is that it does kind of look like maybe it's that same kind of it's violence it's real world violence it's something that you've known about and you've heard about it's about a like a boy soldier that falls under the sway or maybe just a boy that falls yeah. under the sway of this military right. leader who kind of conditions him into being you know one of those one of those boy soldiers you hear about and that is such a dark story that to see it depicted with compassion and with really good acting and with a, you know, it's, again, it sounds like another case where the director was really attracted to a script that just told a story that he hadn't seen before and a director with that kind of visual style and a guy that we like as much as Idris Elba, sure. who's so ready for his close up. I mean, he's gotten it. Everyone loves him, but yeah. I, do, I think he still has it in him to knock it out of the park. And at this point, I'm looking at this character really only seen stills of it, but I believe uh, that it could be, you know, can make people forget Stringer Bell uh, maybe for a minute just because I think he needs that. I think yeah, he needs yeah. that kind of super character-driven story where he's not playing a background character in some other person's story or he's not playing a stodgy guy in a biopic. I want to see him, I want to see him get down and dirty in a film and this looks like it might be 
might be the film for it. Yeah, the word is that the movie's incredible. Oh, is and, it? I, and I believe that this is, isn't this like one of the Netflix's first like yeah, it is. theatrical release oh. properties? It's the first film produced by them with the intention of that shortened window right. where it'll be on their, you know, available for streaming within, what is it? I'm not sure of the time frame, to be honest Maybe with you. they haven't shortened it, but I know they were advocates No, I think you're right. I think it. they are trying to push that, that yeah, window well, smaller right. and smaller. But um, yeah, the word is that the movie's incredible, but more importantly, the kid is like the star of the movie. He plays Atta? Yeah. I don't know his name. I've I mean, apparently Idris is great in the film. Like, I've read a couple of reviews. Beasts, Beasts of, of No, no Nation. Nation. Here's a picture from it. But um, that apparently the movie is the kid, <laughs> and uh, Idris is like apparently great, but it's more of a supporting role. Um, but apparently the kid is like ridiculous. Well, also the kid is, uh, they like found him on the street. Yeah. No, he's like, yeah, non-actor. Well, I haven't I heard anything about but this movie. It was like a, he was like selling stuff on the street or something when they found him. He was a 15-year-old kid, and they discovered him. And the other thing about it is I think the movie, I think it's one of those where it's like a fictionalized, like it's an unnamed African country where this takes place. Yeah. So it's like attempting to kind of tell the story that has happened, but with new fictional characters. You know what I mean? That usually means that they're going to try to do their own thing with it. It's not sure. based on a true story, but it's definitely based on kind of an aggregate of uh, true events. So Definitely. Looks good. But Beasts of No Nation looks good. Um, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Come on. Michael Fassbender just being amazing. I, I'm, I, I can't wait for this movie. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's... I mean, I don't know how I feel about like another Steve Jobs movie, but I... well, let's just say maybe this is just the Steve Jobs movie. Yeah, because they... I don't know that one was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But I mean, yeah, I, I definitely am really excited for it. it, and I think I, you know, it's weird. Like, I think we talked about this a little while ago. Like the idea of somebody having no resemblance to him. Yeah. But what changed me a little bit was Love and Mercy. Yeah. Because I felt even though Paul Dano, I'd buy, but like the John Cusack stuff. Thinking about it before I saw, but then seeing it, I realized that it's like one of those moments where it doesn't matter what they look no, like. No, it it, like the look is not what the person was. Yeah. So that made me more, you know, kind of relaxed about the whole Michael Fassbender doing. Um, and the trailer did it for me. Too. Yeah, the trailer was great. The trailer was you know, like I, th- I think I was more into it when Christian Bale was on board because I felt like there was maybe more I of know. a resemblance. Yeah, yeah. But. Especially because of the the like being a, we talked about like a method actor, I'm sure he would have you know oh, yeah. done something physically to make himself look more like him. But no, the trailer's great. I mean, and, and you know we're all from the fruit stand, so we'll definitely <laughs> I'm sure all have a unique vision, you know, interest in it. But uh, and yeah. Danny Boyle is very capable. He is everything about it except for just what an odd fit Fassbender is for the role. It's like that's the only thing you know. But at the same time, I do like the idea of seeing this slightly. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a little bit, a little bit less of a worshipful approach to oh, yeah. Steve Jobs. And as you know, even when I was, when I was uh, a, a, a happy drinker of the Kool Aid, um, I knew that lionizing him and that like worshiping him as a as this icon was a strange thing to do. And I was, yeah. and you know, yeah. we had coworkers that hung on his every utterance like he actually was some kind of demigod or something like that and would brook no critical statement about him. And I find that to be kind of absurd. But it is it is going to be interesting to see just the minds that melded to make that movie from the script to Fassbender always making interesting choices. Definitely. So, Definitely. So yeah. Jobs. Has there been any word on that yet? Is there? Is there, I guess it's so, so, I sort yeah. of... I think it's supposed to open the a festival in New York, like New York Film Festival, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a bunch will come out of that. 
Uh, my pick for November, kind of went. I kind of went a little clean and safe on this, only because I've been so impressed by how much I've liked the recent ones. I think I know. What I'm you're going Bond Twenty Four with Spectre. Um, Interesting. I don't know, man. Like, I I gotta be honest. Growing up, I was never a big Bond fan. Yeah. Like, I definitely remember loving, you know, like Goldeneye and like some of the Pierce Brosnan films. Just, I think it hit me at a time. But I don't know. For the most part, the Daniel Craig Bond to me has become my, yeah, my, my Bond. I don't know. It's like weird. I know that people would disagree with that, and that's fair. But I have, again, the Mission Impossible movies, you know, we're talking about that earlier. It's like an American Bond series or franchise. Um, but with my personal exposure to them, like I feel like I've grown to like each one more and more and more since he, he kind of came on board. I don't know. There's there's some nature to the films that are a lot more aggressive that yeah. I identify with. Not that I'm an aggressive person, but like I, you know, there's a, a like a little bit of more violence in them. Yeah. Where I feel like a lot of the Pierce Brosnan stuff was like a little more polished, and even the ones came before. And maybe that's the property. Yeah. And I probably am sure that a lot of the purists that love the Bond series maybe don't love Daniel Craig for that reason. He's a bone that can actually beat people up. Right. Exactly. You believe you know, it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not... not just slick and like yeah. suave. He's like actually got some brawn behind it. Yeah. I really like. And that. the trailer I think is great. Um, cast looks awesome. Anytime Christoph is involved I think I just I gotta watch this guy like chew the scene apart you know what I mean yeah. so well I mean it's like if, if he was born to play anything it was a Bond villain totally you know what I mean like, absolutely and, and in the, especially in this new era of being charismatic and not quite being so overblown and everything I feel like what what he did in, in Glorious Bastards is basically that's basically a it's, Bond villain it's made for a Bond <laughs> film you know what sure, I mean absolutely and especially with nowadays with the idea of making the villains so much more interesting that being such a key element with like a Bond film it's like who's he up against you know last time we had Javier Bardem doing something really interesting so I could expect yeah I'm, I'm interested in Spectre a lot too yeah. and it also looks beautiful but I don't know I, I, the, the last thing I was going to say was just like I feel like um, I like the idea of it, it just not being like a villain trying to pull a scheme where like you see in the trailer and you've read in in the plot synopsis that like there's something being revealed that actually ties to the main character, which I think is I don't know it's played out in time, yeah. but it, it's cool for me. In like not I don't think it's an origin. It, it could maybe yeah, tie it, into it. Supposedly there's, there's like definitely more... some sort of personal tie, yeah. and I like that kind of stuff because it just makes you even identify with the character even more. Yeah. In a Bond movie, that's a twenty fourth one. I mean, if you're not identified by this time, then maybe you're not going to, but. <laughs> I think it's. I, I think I see it from a fresh perspective only because I wasn't the biggest Bond fan, you yeah. know. Even through the Pierce Brosnan ones, I didn't like love them. I I, I liked a couple of them, but um, the more recent Daniel Craig ones I thought were great. So I'm definitely looking forward to Spectre. Cool, um, Johnny. You know, November's kind of an odd one. I remember when we were doing our summer preview and we got to August, it was hard to pick films yeah. because and I ended up saying Fantastic Four just because there weren't that many things yeah. to choose yeah. from you know and I won't say November looks like that type of month it doesn't look like the dead month that August can sometimes be but there was like Spectre I'm interested in mm -hmm. um, I'm probably going to end up seeing the, the Hunger Games movie but I can't Absolutely. say I'm like chomping at the bit for that um, uh, oh you are I can't wait <laughs> but there's a there's a film called Spotlight Oh that yeah, actually looks really good. That's it's one of those. It's one of those where you look at the cast. I mean, it's Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, who I will say came out of True, De True, De True, De True Deceit. 
True Detective season two looking, I mean, I always have liked her, but this was the first time I saw her like getting notices really for her acting and kind of a deglammed way. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm interested. I've always liked what she might do, but I'm especially coming out of that. I'm interested. And then Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. who's just one of my favorite actors, I realize more and more. And it's all about the, um, the Boston Globe breaking the story about the Catholic Church, you know, abuse of children. All that, you sort of forget that that story had to break. Uh, and in 2002, I think the movie takes a pretty close, like I think it takes a really fact-based approach to how they broke the story and just the investigative uh, abilities and, and, and what they had to do to, to get that story out there and what that meant to the culture at the time. So with that cast and with that type of subject matter, I mean, I love those films when they do it right, when it's a room full of people and they're having these these uh, these kind of high-minded conversations about what they're trying to do and what the consequences are going to be and stuff. So it yeah. looks like and it just looks like an interesting film and it's directed by Tom McCarthy who has, you know, he's had a hand in a few interesting things. His film with Richard Jenkins, The Visitor, is yeah. kind of a little sleeper that so that I really liked a lot. Yeah. So I feel like his ability to kind of ground that type of material um, in real human details, and then you take an explosive story like that, and then you take those kind of great actors. It's Could it seems cool. like a, a yeah. good recipe for a Definitely. for a film. So spotlight, spotlight, um, spotlight. November for Ronald Bradley Cooper. I want him to win again, so <laughs> I pick Burnt, the the one where he's a chef. Um, it just looks cool. I, I mean, I, I liked, I like, I've been liking what he's been doing lately, with the exception of Aloha. Um, and I you think, want him to win an Oscar? I, I, no, I just mean like I want him to make good movies. To win in know? life. Yeah, I want him to win in life. Mm. If he wins something else, that'd be cool too. What what month does that come up? That's December or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I knew it. I was going to fuck Because I was wondering. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you must have like a fascination with like she- like chefs and like culinary. Yeah. Did you ever see that show he had on TV? Uh, Kitchen Confidential? No. Yeah, you should look that up. Like the first season's online. It's like there's like 15 or 16 episodes. Really? It's like a co- dramedy. This guy, this like rock star, basically very similar. <laughs> this rock star chef like takes over or takes a, over this kitchen and crazy, you know, this crazy coworkers and everything. Bradley it's a TV before show? before he was Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I gotta check this out. Yeah. I check this out. But What's the trailer for Burns pretty good. It's called Kitchen Confidential. Kitchen Confidential. It's got John Francis Daly in it. Huh. I, I believe. He, Wait, yeah, I believe he's in it. Yeah, um, Nicholas Brendan, who played yeah, Nicholas Brendan. Buffy, was on yep, it. yep, yep. No, I thought the same thing. It's kind of an odd. You must be into that. I yeah. mean, just let me get this on the screen. Well, I saw a still from Burnt, and I briefly thought, why is someone talking about that Kitchen Confidential show? You know, because <laughs> he was the lead in that, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. It was his show, one season. And then he went on. Or even, was it quite a season? uh, I don't know if it was a full season. I know I feel like I grabbed like 15 or 16 episodes Mm -hmm. a while ago to watch them. You um, watched all of them? Yeah. It's not not a bad show. It just, it's a weird, it's like a. It feels like with that book, which I don't know if you've read the book, Kitchen Confidential. But that book is, that book is such a great, what's Anthony Bourdain's Mm -hmm. kind of claim to fame. But I don't know that as someone who waited tables around the time I read the book, I felt like, wow, someone needs to make a movie or a show out of this book because it it just gets so many of these details right that you would have to have been there to to get, you know. And I don't think that show quite had that feeling of being, you know what I mean? It felt like a more glamorized version of that than a a real, real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Eye level, human level story. Kitchen confidential. But more importantly, burnt. Yes. 
right. Yeah. <laughs> watch Kitchen Confidential and view it as a as like a prequel. It's a prequel. Burnt. There you okay. go. All right. December. Um. So should we each pick one for December, or are we collectively <laughs> picking one for December? <laughs> I don't know if that's is it worth time. Well, I would say December's got a couple of. There's three that I would. There's three that I would consider picking for December. Yeah, I, but there's one that I'm like, well, I can't kid. Right. I, yeah, I have. I have actually. I have three on my list as well for yeah. December. But I mean, how do you not pick pick Star Wars? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to, right? You have to set right. If you're talking about most anticipated, and then you add to that, thus far it looks really good. Yeah. Like, really, there's not much about it that's really made me concerned. You know what's funny yeah. is that it's it, what what I like about it is that it has one of the elements. A lot of the movies we've been talking about. Um, have going for them like a, a really great cast full of actors that we're excited to see in a new movie. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing about The Force Awakens that I don't hear that many people talking about just how excited they are to see John Boyega's like next big movie. Like I loved him in um, Attack, Attack the Block. The block. Oh my and I was God. like, that guy's going to be a star. And the fact that he's getting this type of role... And then you add to that Oscar Isaacs, who I'm in love with right now. <laughs> yeah, he can it's, do no wrong. And then but. even around, I mean, I don't know much about Daisy Ridley, but she, she's, not a, she's not a default setting choice. And as far as what she may be, what that character may be, if they're casting for someone who looks like she could be a descendant of, of Natalie Portman, which I think, I mean, I don't know, but that's when I saw her face in the trailer. I was like, oh, she's supposed to be related to the, <laughs> you know, to that family in the yeah. film somehow. It just looks really smartly made. And it's like, I have not seen a shot or a still yet that doesn't intrigue me or make me think, okay, it looks like they're doing it right. I mean, we've been burned before by this yeah. type of movie, but yeah. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't look like it's going to hurt our feelings. No, not at all. Uh, Hateful Eight, come on. Yeah. Oh, Come I was going to say, but Hateful Eight and The Revenant are the other two yeah. that oh, I would have said, man, like, I'm just ready for them now. Just take me now. Them, yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be a good December. Yeah. I've been reading, like, it's interesting. It's, I feel like last year was Scorsese with Wolf of, or was that last year or the year before with Wolf of Wall Street, like, making the cut before the end of the year? I think year. it was year year before, because last year was Whiplash. So, year before that, yeah. yeah. So, but Leo is what I'm thinking of. Like, he's got this movie that I feel like is going to hurt. If it's not, if it's that movie that like barely makes it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, makes he, the, he looks so good in this too. Like, you see the trailer it for the Revenant. It makes me mad though because like I don't know that I don't know that Wolf of Wall Street would have won him an Oscar, but I feel like if that had movie if that movie had come out three weeks earlier, mm-hmm. it would have been a lot bigger of a contender at the Oscars. It, I don't think enough people right. saw it, and I feel like they saw it under duress to see it in time for qualifications, and I I, I worry. That the Revenant might suffer because a lot of people, a lot of articles are saying that they can't believe it's going to be done this year. Mm-hmm. Like it's got like this twenty fifth or whatever date it has right now in December, but um, because apparently they like it's still like not even halfway like it's in post production like halfway there, right. which makes me worry. I mean, you know, I'm always rooting for Leo. You know what I mean to get this nomination and eventually win something one day. I know what you mean, yeah. but I mean it's just like. Give him a fucking chance. Yeah. And I mean, the director involved with it, the cinematographer, like they both won Oscars last year. This movie could like could could possibly own the Oscars again. This or or, if it's, or if it it's could great. own yeah. it could own in every category except for his category. Right, for right. Whatever well, reason. that's not hope. Let's hope that's not the case. But I mean, like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Tom Hardy's involved in this movie. Tom Hardy and Leo, Leo DiCaprio, yeah. in, on one the director and cinematographer that won Oscars last year Donald for Birdman, Gleason, who I like Don't, a lot. Yeah, I love him. And what a crazy ass story this movie is, oh, I know. and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Well, you know they they went and shot 
places like in the in the wilds, the Yukon or something up near, up in Canada that like no one's ever seen on film before. Right. Except like maybe in a nature documentary. Well, there's also something. saying that there's apparently a lot of like crap going on 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 the set because like I guess the cinematographer. I, don't, I keep saying it. I don't know his name. The guy that did Birdman. Yeah. Apparently, like they decided that they were only shooting with like natural light. Yep. What? That's fucking crazy. Not only that, not heating only with not right. heating the soundstage, not heating like n- not bringing in any false elements into the scene. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, that's the making of an Oscar film. Yeah, yeah. but it if, worries me that it might open in like either they open in select cities to get the qualifier, yeah. or like it just goes wide like Wolf of Wall Street did, you know, or like over the course of two weeks. Yeah, I just feel like these movies are always like popping up right at the award seasons for like. For Leo and they just I feel like they come in too late. I feel like there needs to be like more of a swell. It's for interesting it. that you say that. I would say that. I mean, because I I loved. I mean, I I don't know if I loved Wolf of Wall Street, but I was highly entertained by that and thought it was a great great time at the movies. And I see what you're saying about the excesses of it, Ronald. But I remember thinking that was like a shoe in. We were. When we first saw that, yeah, we were like, "God, oh, this has got to be his yeah, year. This yeah. has got to be his year." Because whatever you say about that film, he carried it. Like he was so oh, good about yeah, it. So really it. Good but it. when you get a little distance from it, you can see that, like, if if they weren't going to reward that type of film, if they weren't going to, you know, Martin Scorsese at this point, like he he's a revered filmmaker, but he I don't know that people people I guess I think that in terms of the reward for for your career that that cycle, it's almost like he's been through that. And so now, him, him and Leo together, it's like a, it's like a, a perfect storm of two guys who don't get that much Oscar recognition. You know, Scorsese has had shockingly little Oscar recognition, and when he did get get uh, Best Picture for The Departed, it was not, you know, I enjoyed that film, but it was maybe a few movies past his absolute peak or something. You know, Definitely. so it is interesting to think that maybe the gravity of uh, of uh, Inaratu and it's like that. That's somehow going to be better for um, for for DiCaprio than Scorsese was, because that was like, oh, those two guys are making another movie together. But this is like, here's this director who's coming off of Birdman and is is you know hugely acclaimed, and this movie looks like another in your face kind of experiment almost, like the whole idea of not using not using uh, lights and not not you know just not bringing false elements into the scenes. Yeah. That's not something that necessarily infuses your understanding of a movie, but I think that you knowing that fact and then watching it, it makes the stunts seem gnarlier. It makes the makes everything about these characters seem like they're actually living. There's a little bit more of a transformation going on. All of the actors look really cool in this. Yeah. It just looks like a great movie. So I wonder if maybe people aren't going to be able to let this into their hearts more readily just because right now the establishment is really high on this director. You know, that it might it might help Leonardo DiCaprio a little bit more than than even doing a great role in another Scorsese film would do which speaking of which i don't know if you've heard the news about devil in the white city i was gonna just say did, that. did you read that book i have not but i'm very aware of the story your whole your whole true crime kick that's that book would blow your mind it's, really yeah it's just years ago tom cruise was talked about to play this character and i remember thinking it was perfect because in the story 
we're, I'm jumping here, but H.H. H. Holmes, the killer <laughs> in Devil in the White City. Fucking ruined it. That Leonardo uh, DiCaprio, well, it's the <laughs> that he's supposed to be playing. The whole premise of this character is that he's like got a boyish charm where there are things that you would not think, like the writer writes, like, you can't believe he talked his way out of this and this and this. Right. And you think about, well, okay, casting Tom Cruise in that role seemed appropriate because he would be able to sort of charm his way out. Right. I think, uh, Leo, it's a very similar thing. Like his, his boyishness seems like it'll work really well for this character and his boyishness is something that doesn't always work in his favor so i mean i don't know the guy's going to keep taking interesting roles but it would be nice to see something really work out in his favor and i know that our our uh our past and possibly future guest uh lauren yeah. uh, would also love to see him see him get an oscar if it's any movie it's going to be this one this of I mean, all of the movies okay, that's what done. i guess that's He's what done. i'm getting at is if it okay wolf of wall street didn't happen okay we can kind of see why. Maybe, why maybe people are tired of this type of film or they think it was excessive or they were offended and then if this one doesn't click it'll be like okay there's something wrong he did something to piss off the actual oscar statue at some point and that's <laughs> it refuses to be given to him or something because this looks like if it didn't look so damn good you would say it looks like oscar bait but i'm always a little confused when a movie clearly it's being groomed for that because of when they're releasing it but it just looks like a, a great film. I mean, totally. he's another director that I, I'm really interested to see what he'll try next. And, and this movie looks I didn't great. think that Birdman was going to clean up. I wasn't even that big a fan of Birdman, yeah. but I really admire the experiment of it, you yeah. know? Now, this looks like it's... it's. This looks more up my alley, frankly, yeah, same. than Birdman. It looks way better. It looks like it's going to be... The trailer weird. is, like, as good, if not better, than, like, some movies that I've seen. No, the trailer... Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I can't... I it's forget gorgeous. What, I forget what movie I went to go see where that trailer ran, and I was just like, ah, oh, screw it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to see anything else. <laughs> I just like real... I just like when they when they do that, when they say, we're going to put the camera in a There's real place, wide shots and we're going to like have some... Landscape. Yeah. Oh, God. We're going to capture something that, that hasn't been captured before. Like, Absolutely. Like, it's hard to do that, but if you can, and it seems like Inuratu is one of those directors, he, like seems like he has an idea every time out of like what he wants to do. That's so. good. Cool. So, wow. That's it. Did you want to say anything else about Hateful Eight? Oh, yeah. Uh, was that your, that was on, your pick for on, December, come right? On, come on. That's all I want to say. Quentin Tarantino, come on. But I mean, it looks three, like good Tarantino. Three words. I mean, it looks... Kurt Russell's beard. <sighs> yeah. Just Kurt Russell. That's another I'm just giving some love to his beard because yeah, he gets yeah. enough love. Yeah. In our in my book. Like yeah. but bringing the beard back, dude. Yeah. It's another movie with just land. Just mm-hmm. wide Absolutely. shots. Yeah, yeah. Extreme left, extreme somebody coming in a carriage from the right side and they just keep the camera on that shot and they're just going to it's something beautiful about those shots man well quentin tarantino is up. one of our best filmmakers right he sure. is i, I mean he's absolutely. a genius right i mean sure. <laughs> like he he's a super gifted guy who like whatever you want to say about some of his material or how that all adds up sometimes he puts together movies that have just like balls and guts yeah. and and he does have a very meticulous visual sensibility so you know you're in for something when you see one of his films you know you know you're not going to sit down just for something anonymous so but uh i haven't even i haven't has there been a trailer beyond that kind of original tease yeah okay i haven't seen the full trailer yet. oh it god looks good well i'm so in the bag for it i almost you know sometimes yeah. sometimes i don't but but i don't know i bet it's a good trailer he's still not showing much but it's it, it looks you good. get that you get the idea of what it's yeah. what it's what's happening plus i love bruce dern what what is like do you know, like, wasn't the script... This is one that the That's script the that leaked, leaked and yeah. everything, and he was suing yeah. whatever... Well, he, the script leaked, and, and he he said he only handed it to so many people, and so he knew it had to be one of these people or one of their people, you yeah. know. Um, and I remember there was even Michael Madsen was, like, in the news trying to say, 
it wasn't me. Like he was wanting Quentin to know, like, because he was listed as one of the possible people oh, wow. that had read it, you know. And I think that it may have been it was one of the it was somebody who worked for one of the actors or something that that it, it slipped through. But then I think the response they had a reading or something like he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, like they had one of those. He said, "All right, I'm not going to do this film." And then they did one of those, yeah, table read type events where they read the script and apparently it got such a great response that it. Either he was always intending to make it, or it was after that. But he, wow. he came back after that and said, "Yeah, he was he was actually going to do it." So, but I just feel like it's a good scenario. I love uh, remote locations and people being stuck in a in a you know. I love it when it's like the location's going to become part of the story, and I yeah. like that idea of this weird group of characters that are thrown together and they're they're stuck in this environment together. Definitely. And never really since Reservoir Dogs was there a movie that kind of took place in a smaller space that like he's done. I think like, you're I right. Yeah, he hasn't done something like that in a while, where it's just like them in a pretty small proximity. Yeah. You know, you're right. That might be where some of that I character think, of the yeah, story could come from, because everything I've heard about it, it does sound like it's a, it's a, like the room for, like the way things can go to hell is different when you've got a small group yeah. of characters that are, that are, that are stuck together. And it's, it's looking like that. It's, yeah. And I didn't really like that movie, but this would, this looks like a good counter to it. And he says that Which he movie? wrote uh, Reservoir Dogs. Okay. And I didn't really like yeah. that movie. But he said he wrote like one of his best scenes in this movie, which I'm looking for. Wow. Yeah. So, so December's going to be yeah. huge. Yeah. It's going to be. Like, yeah. It all culminates in December, guys. Right. Yeah. This is oh. the best time of year for like people that value good shit. The motion picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's the motion picture. The, <laughs> the picture of emotion. Um, I don't know what else I was going to say. Yeah, man. I actually also want to see In the Heart of the Sea. In the Heart of the Ocean. What's it? In the Heart of the Sea. <laughs> the Moby Dick. Uh, oh. Ron Howard. Oh, got, I didn't. Is a Moby Dick movie coming out? Yeah, the one that got pulled from summer or pulled from spring or it was supposed to come out like March or April. Oh. I didn't know about this. The movie? Yeah. Mm. Chris Hemsworth. Mm-mm. You saw the trailer. We talked about the trailer was like really impressive. I also think uh, is it? What do you call him? Don? Did you say Donnell? Damiel? Well, it's like, it's. I've, I've heard it pronounced several different ways. Well, like, the guy, Brendan Gleeson's son. Yeah. D. I, D I think, Gleason. I think he's in it as well. I said Damal. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's it's in like it. It's like Domnall or Dominal. The, the, the red hair yeah. guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good. Yeah, he is good. He's a really good actor. He was really good on uh, Black Mirror. Dude, he's also in Star was Wars. He, in Black he was the replacement. Oh. The guy who died and got brought back as like an exact replica. That was him? With yeah. Haley Atwell. You were so. You were so hypnotized by Haley Atwell's uh, that's sweater. Oh my God, that was him. <laughs> Shit. Oh man, it's cra- it's crazy. Like watching the amount of movies that I, I have, and then going back and watching something, not realizing that someone that I kind of love now is in it. That's yeah, weird. I gotta. Go well, back. he's one of those actors that's not quite on like the the Oscar Isaac's level for me. But that just that whole idea when I see his name in yeah. a cast, I'm like, oh, this might be good because those actors. They tend to also X Machina. Did you just say that, Steve? Him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that does that count as a summer film? No. Nah. Eh, okay. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. It was sort of warm. We didn't out. really we didn't really rate the summer films individually, but yeah, right. that's one that I definitely. Um, I mean, one of my favorite scenes so far in in cinemas this year was was the Oscar Isaac's scene. dance scene. Yeah, and I've I've actually heard enough people refer to it now that I think that it must have been scene. something that a lot of people noticed. Like, what yeah. was it about those moves that was so damn hypnotic, though? Like, what is it? Another crispy looking movie. That yeah. movie was crisp. It looked so. It looked almost. I can almost compare it to Prometheus. The way Prometheus just looked so sharp. Well, considering that it probably cost a fraction of what right. Prometheus cost, it's, yeah, it's pretty it was, amazing yeah. that they they were able to do that. Do you remember that? 
we watched we saw the trailer at a screening together. I for do. It. Oh fuck! I remember watching. It's not. That it's not Damel Gleason. It's Brendan Gleason's in it. I remember. Yeah. Killian Murphy, trailer. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Tom Holland. A lot of new Spider-Man around, right? Yeah. Uh, it's based on, I guess, no, what's it's just, the trailer has yeah, a lot yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. water. A lot yeah, of water's involved. A lot of right? yellow. Water, yeah, yes. there's a whale involved, so I water is involved. I thought that movie it came got, out. It got, right? it, yeah, no, it was supposed to come out like March or April, I think, and it got pushed back to December. That can't be a Ron, good sign. Ron, I don't know. Ron Howard. I don't know. I like Ron Howard. Well, putting it out in December, pushed back to January would be bad. Yeah, Pushed back to saying. December that, almost seems bad. like they, they think that they can they can Maybe get some, like, yeah. I don't know, but I had that as a, as a possibility too. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, that's, that's it. A, that's a long ass. It, that's a, a long, long ass. ass episode. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, the fuck? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Technically, we needed one episode for the summer to cap off summer, and another episode for the fall. But you know, right. guys, it's great. We gave people out there, people at Thundergrunt, people that are listening to us on the Thundergrunt Podcast Network. Every now and then, they need uh, one of these fat episodes. Yeah, it's very obvious that I we call have- them an earbud burster. We do yeah. have an impact on the culture. I yeah. mean, as this screen, this screening coming up, right? Yes. Oh, impact that's right. Impact on the culture. You hear about this? The movie that we rated on the on bonus desk. On bonus desk. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, is yeah. getting a screening. Yes. I saw that. And they may get Chuck Jeffries down for the screening. Yeah, so. it's awesome. Yeah, crazy. They were like, these guys can rate the shit out of this movie. Well, I would, I would wager that after we gave the hard sell to the Revenant. To Hateful Eight and to Star Wars: Force Awakens, those movies they might be big hits. They might be, just might be. You guys just just watch in December. <laughs> I think Star Wars has an uphill battle, <laughs> yeah. but it might push it up a little more. Yeah. Disneyland. I'm gonna go to Disneyland once that stuff gets built. You should. Yeah. They, I, they're gonna they're gonna build a whole section. I know. Looks yeah. amazing. You probably have kids by the time that's done. Yeah, it's true. That's um, true. When they say it was gonna get built, it's gonna be a couple years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> from the from the heights of excitement yeah, yeah, yeah. to utter disappointment that sucks. so that's it guys that's yep. it. that is really Movie's it movie 141 mm-hmm. it's one of those episodes where like the palindrome yeah you yeah. usually like those yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't jump on that one earlier I did. we should have named 140 i don't know what's our next one 151 so we can look forward to uh, that 10 prepare episodes that. from now sure. prepare <laughs> for that ronald i'm excited <laughs> <clears throat> um, and every 10 episodes thereafter until yeah, we hit gonna, two you're, you're good you're covered for a while yeah. uh, moviesmovie.com mm-hmm. oh, it sounds so it's nice the when you say page. that yeah, yep. it's, it's a lot sexier obviously. it's the same <laughs> slow loading piece of shit so, site we've always yeah. had but it'll you know, improve we polished that turd a little bit yeah. Yeah. it's a little easier to get to uh, if you want to look at some past episodes you can subscribe to us on iTunes obviously and definitely give us some ratings some stars um Feedback is always welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Just let us know yeah, you're let out us there. Know, yeah. Please, a yeah. sign of life would we're be nice. We're every social thing at this point. Yeah. Social yeah. things yeah. is where we're yeah, at. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, but, uh, the, yeah, everything. Yeah, looking forward to fall. Mm, me too. I don't think anybody else offers uh, pop culture commentary quite like what we no, offer here on Movie Schmovie. Obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be not hard. your opinion, John. It's fact, all You'll right? you be hard pressed <laughs> to find somebody quite as All right, guys, as always, you've made us gay. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thought good, didn't it? You got to bring it back every now and then so that we can be happy when you don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, how about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah, Star Wars! Those near and